some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of Model Club TV. 14. We made it. 14, 14 episodes. 14, Jason. 14. <laughs> Jason, 14. Got you. I, I, I understand. All right. Oh, Scott, how are you? I, I'm great. I, I'm great. I'm uh, a little mishap earlier today, but I'm, I'm doing okay now. What was the mishap? What's going on? Well, so I was having lunch at work and having some French fries and had an itch and I went to rub my eyes and I got some uh, ketchup in my eye and uh, oh, man, now I've got hindsight. There you go. Leave that in. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> comedy <laughs> moment. You. All right. Actually, that's a good joke. That's a really good joke. Well done. Yeah, that's great. Who'd you steal that from? Uh, it was on Facebook today. So half the people probably saw it already, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, we have Mark Kalen on our episode today uh, to talk about nameplates and a little bit of hobby history as well. And. I like that interview. <laughs> it was a good interview. So we'll get there. Um, yeah, that's fun. So we're going to start with just a couple things. Seen anything, any news other, other than model kit world? How are things going? Same movies? Um, no, nothing. I haven't, nothing's happening nothing? in the news. <laughs> nothing. No, I, it's been a light news week the last two weeks. I think, um, yep. been really easy going. My blood pressure is nice and low. Everything's great. Um, I saw Wonder Woman. Did you see that yet? I did not. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me guess. You loved it probably because. You know. uh, no, it was okay. It was not wonderful. It was okay. I think. What I have been watching. Wait a minute. Really? You've been. Okay. I can't. I wait. have been watching something. All right. Okay. Karate Kid. Uh, Cobra oh, nice. Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra We've Kai. We've been watching that too. We. And, uh, how far are you? So we're, I think we're four episodes into season two. Okay. You're past where I am. I think we're two episodes into season two. And, uh, my wife's really enjoying it, but see, it, it's a hard watch because hey, I'm good for about four episodes and I want to stop because it's just <laughs> like, all right, I'm, I'm done watching TV. They're now. short too. And, they're a nice, what? They're like around 30 minutes. Oh yeah. They're like yeah, a they're half nice. hour, yeah. 25 minutes or whatever. And so I'm ready after four episodes. That's enough for me. And my wife is a binge watcher. If she had her way, she would keep going. She would just plow right through it. Gotcha. And I'm like, but it's good. It's surprisingly good. And I know we're late to the bandwagon on this. But. It's um, it's a little predictable sometimes, but it's yeah. um, but still, yeah. And it's not politically correct. Uh, Johnny uh, is not politically <laughs> correct, and. Uh, but yet it was, it's funny. I don't know. I, yeah, you know. no, it's good. If everyone, if anyone was like holding off, like, oh, that's dumb. Watch it. It, I remember seeing Karate Kid in the theater as a kid. And then everyone's like, we got to take karate lessons. Like it's great spin on it. I, it's a, it's a good show. It really is. Um, I finished Vikings. Have you watched Vikings at all? I haven't. I, Vikings has been recommended to me, but Dude, I've never watched it. And I now love, it's over, right? I, yeah, it's over. They, it's. I love that show. It's it's a really, really, really good show. But yeah, Vikings ended. 
they put the last few episodes on Amazon. I think they're going to come out later on History Channel. But if you're, I mean, it's history fantasy, like some of it's made up, but I mean, there's a lot of real things in there and it's a great show. (laughs) I just, if you like bloody, bloody violence and people getting hit in the face with axes, it's. That's why I watch the news. Oh yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do they, we could do blood eagles on the news. Should I explain a blood eagle? Everybody Google. No, don't Google. Use a duck, duck, go or something. And uh, look up Blood Eagle. And anyway, news and reviews. Scott, did you get anything? See anything? I saw something. Well, let's start with you for a change. So yeah, let's uh, start with me for a change. What have you seen? Uh, this I was surprised. This Monarch Conga kit. Explain this to me, because this was out of left field to me. What what is this? Um, it, it's a Conga all plastic assembly kit. What, what is a conga? Um, so, so conga was actually a movie, and um, I've never seen it because you know, again, as anyone that knows me as a King Kong fan, it's thirty three Kong, and that's it. Anything else isn't really King Kong. Sorry, all you seventy sixers. Okay, it's yeah. I don't even know. Don't even get me going on that piece of shit. Um. Dino De Laurentiis special and uh, Peter Jackson's was not much better. I'm going to rag him till he comes on and explains that fucking movie to me and why it was so long. But um, wait, I think that's an open invitation. Yeah. Whatever he wants. So, okay. Yeah. Peter, yeah, you'll have mine as a surprise one day. I'll like shit my pants. Oh, dude, I... So, um, I'm so Monarch, I guess is back from the dead. And, um, yeah. Okay. So, explain that. How, what, what's going on? I, you know, I don't know. It, it's kind of like, this is out of left field. There was some talk. They were going to come back and release a fly kit. And the moon suit was one that they were going to do. And, you know, I, the, the whole Monarch thing has kind of been kind of spacey from the get go. And, um, you know, it, when they it, first came out, what was the first kits they put out? Like, a while so ago, the first remember? kit they put out was Nosferatu. Okay, that's right. And it was supposed to be the War of the Colossal Beast, but there was some deal with that, and that's how uh, John Tucky ended up with that. And because um, Jeff ended up with the sculpt back somehow, so John put that out, and then Jeff had sculpted the uh, Nosferatu. Ghost of Castle Mare. Um, there was a Sinbad kit. Sinbad was actually kind of a cool kit. It's that not is a cool. One yeah. I would buy, yeah. but it was it was a cool kit. And um, Gorgo. And it had some problems with Gorgo missing parts and stuff yeah, like that. We covered I mean, that before. It's still out there, you know. And um, and then they just kind of there were some kits that they were going to do uh Matt man had it sculpted a cyclops form and it just never came to fruition and uh, so i don't really know what their story is um again not a, the base on this kit is really cool yeah. um that's for sure do you but know who sculpted this or what i do not know who sculpted this I, i'll try to find out by next episode but um you know I don't look at this, you know, I, I guess people will buy it if it comes out, 
but I just don't look at this as being a huge seller. Um, I was waiting for that. <laughs> like I said, I I've seen the movie, you know, but I mean, it kind of came out around Gorgo, I think. So, you know, uh, the argument could, could you explain Gorgo it? I've was never, a Godzilla ripoff, right? You know, I've so. never heard of Conga. What, what, what is that? It, it's a giant gorilla. Yeah, but like, is it a what? What? Who made it? What? I, you know, I'm not sure. Not we'll sure. All right, we're gonna. We're, someone I, is right, I, I, right now, screaming at their scream. You scream. Yeah, you idiots. Yeah. Ask me if I've seen it. No. <laughs> no. Okay. And here um, we are having no idea what this is. What we're talking okay. about. So. Yeah, you know it, it's. I, I don't want to bash Monarch because they put out some good stuff, but it, it falls into the "I'll believe it when I see it" category, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but uh, so far, you know, I mean, that's a nice uh, prototype. Whoever did the paint job on the prototype, and yeah. uh, it looks it looks three D printed to me or three D sculpted. I there is a sculpt though online. Is there? there is a okay. picture of the sculpt online somewhere too. The fine. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I just it looks. Anyway, um, you could be right though. And um, so let's see what um, see what happens. happens. We wish Monarch all the best. I it, more well, I, companies I the better. I, I'm, I'm not trying to badmouth them that way. I just you know they yeah you are yeah you are they've had no, problems missing parts and stuff like that. And it's just you know it, it's a pain in the ass. You know, and it, it's the same thing happened with Atlantis. You know, you've got these Gorgos out there that I would never buy a mitten box Gorgo kit. Because, you know what, 10 years down the road, you go to build it and it's missing parts. How, how do you retrieve that? You know? True. So we need a little better quality control. And Atlantis, too, with this Godzilla thing was uh, kind of, you know, the same thing. Um, Atlantis, though, stepped up. And, and Monarch, too. When, when I was missing parts out of my Gorgo at the time, Monarch sent me the parts right away. There's no... And I think when they went out of business, uh, Cliff Payne from the parts pit, they sent him all their extras. And so when there's people in need of kits, if they know where to look or in need of pieces, um, they can still get pieces from yeah. Cliff until he runs out. And then, yeah. you know, so. Okay. Well, so I saw these two busts. And I believe these are, and, and don't quote me on this because I could be wrong. Oh, I, I won't <coughs> quote you. But I believe these are scanned, like we were talking about. I think these were okay. scanned. I know they were printed. Okay, they're not actual clay sculpts. And these are busts of two of the Aurora monsters, Frankenstein and the Wolfman. And I think they're about six, yeah, they're six inches tall. Okay. Um, 60 bucks a piece, plus $10 shipping and handling. And I think if you buy both, you can save 10 bucks on the shipping. And it's uh, you can see the website. On the photo, rockartcreative.com forward slash monsters. It's the same gentleman um, that did the uh, calendar, that Aurora calendar. Uh-huh. And I think um, did another kit too, Spring Hill Jack. Yeah. And when I first saw these, well, I didn't see the Wolfman. It was a complete surprise. I saw him post some pictures of the uh, Frankenstein. And, you know, I, the jury was kind of out on it, you know. and um, when I see the picture of this, they're these two painted. I ordered them right away, and they incorporate some of the base from the Aurora kit as well. And um, so I just thought they were kind of cool. So, so you think they're scanned, or I don't want to say. We're gonna have to talk. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk. They were, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, or if they were scanned, then they were maybe cleaned up. You know, where there wasn't detail. Um, yeah. Okay. Again, I'm not 100 percent sure. So yeah. I don't so we do not listen to us on this. 
So um, just in case we don't want to start a know, as it comes out, we'll know more. Yeah. Um, hopefully by the time I get them, um, because I did order them and I think he's getting his first run of castings this week. So I should have mine for the next episode to review. And okay, home. cool. And, um, Cause yeah, I don't know. They, they're kind of cool. You know, Yeah. they definitely have that Aurora feel. So the next kit I got was, uh, a tiny tear that I did not have, but I always thought was kind of cool. And it's, um, it's shit. Um, earth, earth, flying, earth versus flying saucers. Maybe. I what is know. it? And so it's a tiny tear, super deformed, but when the head comes off, it's quisp from the old series. Oh, cool. All right. And this was, um, Mike parks, super, you know, tiny tear, super deformed number 27. And, um, I never bought this one from Mike direct. And uh, it's one of the ones that I said, I should get that one just because I thought it was cool because the, the dome fits over his head. So, you know, you can hide so, this quisp. Can I uh, tell you a quick story? Sure. Uh, quisp almost killed me. <laughs> now you're going to make this a long story. No, I'll make so. it really fast. So <laughs> as a kid, I, I love that cereal. So I had it on the spoon. And, you know, if for anyone who doesn't know, Quisp is shaped like little contact lenses, right? So I was eating my Quisp and I went to take a bite and I coughed. And as I coughed, I inhaled. And one of those pieces just went and like perfectly lodged itself in my windpipe. And so I just sat there like, like dying. (laughs) And my mom looks over and she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, she had to give me the Heimlich. The piece of quisp shot out across the table and she did it so hard. There was blood on it. That's how far it was down in there. So we did not plan this story. Yes, I almost died from eating quisp when I was a young lad. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, back to the kids. Wow. So anyway, um, the interesting thing about this, I picked this up on eBay for about twice of what Mike used to sell it for, I'm sure. but. the interesting thing about this is the day it showed up in the mail just happened to be the anniversary of the day that Mike passed away. Uh, yeah. So it was just kind of weird um, that Danya had posted something and it was like, and I even sent her this picture and I said, you know, what's, what's ironic is this is this showed up today, you know? So, um, yeah. So yeah, so I picked that up and the other thing I picked up and there's a photo, the photo is of the original box. And um, this is the first um, from round two, and it's the Mean Machine from Wacky Racers with Dick Dastardly and Muttley in there. That looks cool. And it's really, it is cool. And this is the box. And what's kind of funny about the box is those boxes that it originally came with were really flimsy. And this one's really got some meat to it. Yeah. We bring it in. Yeah. I know what you so, mean with the flimsy boxes, like and yeah. um, and you know, same artwork. You got to wonder how old are those kids now? Okay, they're dead because <laughs> this is probably 1970 originally. Okay, yeah, they're probably not dead. Okay, um, I'll do a quick review here just because came with decals. Now I don't remember the Crash Bang decals being on the original, but they could have been. But they also have stickers and decals, so no matter how you want to do it, you can do it. 
that's nice. You know what? You know why that's nice? For something we're going to talk to, I think, later on with, with, um, with Mark, is for kids, decals. That's pain yeah. in the butt. So, so for stickers. Stick this together, yep. put the stickers on and, and play. Cool. This is the parts pieces. And I don't know if you can tell, but it's like a chromed purple. Yeah. Okay. And this is how the original kit was. It was molded in this color. Okay. And um, then the other pieces were molded in this nice orange color. Or, I'm sorry, yellow, you know, axles. And um, this is kind of the cool thing. And I got to show this just because it was funny. So when you build this kit, and, and you had no prior knowledge I was going to do this. So it's got a wheel assembly tool that you, um, this is how you build the, the tire. So you put the inner half of the tire in and loop the axle in and then put the outer half of the tire in the hubcap. Okay. Uh -huh. And then it drops into the bottom of the body here. Okay. So they give you this tool. Like they call it a tool. And I had totally forgotten this, but at the end of the instruction sheet, it tells you how you could turn the teal, the tool, <laughs> into a wacky whirler <laughs> with just some string. So I thought that was kind of That cool. is pretty cool. Um, I, I think I have to buy that kit. And also, and this was not in the original kit, but on the box bottom, it shows you where the decals go. Oh, cool. Which I don't think the original ever did. Oh, cool. That's okay. Yeah. And then it also shows you Dastardly and Mutley, and I don't know how close I can get, can but I... gives you the colors. Nice. That's and that's why I have to get that kit because I love Mutley. Okay, so um, I'm gonna pick that up. And, and just so you know, Mutley is very tiny. Mutley is. See if I can put him in here for you. Where is he at? There he is. He's he's. he's I'm surprised right, you uh, even opened this box. I'm proud of you, Scott. There's a reason I opened this box. Oh, there's two more in the box behind me. Okay. Um. Once again, you can get this from. Steve at Cult TV Man uh, Hobby Shop. And I ordered three of them. And I have to say that, again, all three came in perfect shape, quick shipping. And, uh, you know, the good thing about Steve is, you know, he don't overcharge you on the shipping. So he charges you an initial shipping fee. And then I get an email back that I've got a $9 store credit because it wasn't quite as much to ship as, you know, his website figured yeah, out that's so nice. um so again a shout out to steve and uh looking forward to more of these there's two more plans so let's hope they make it out um but again this is a fun kit too for your kids um yeah it's a i think it's 30 bucks yeah, i'll tell I'm you pick one of those up. uh from, from cult tv man 23.99 sorry 23.99 um you could build it with, with a kid in about 20 minutes and he could be playing with it, rolling it around on the um, carpet and having fun. So nice. And then if you go back to that photo that I uh, showed of the original, the only issue I have with it is, and I don't know if you can see that or not, see the seam line right, right in along the side of the body, that seam line on the body, the way this kit goes together is you have to put the axles and the wheels and those fenders on before you snap the top of the body on. 
So you would have to have all that painted, snap that body on, and seam that afterwards, mask it all off and paint it if you were that crazed about doing it because of that seam that runs along there. Uh, ouch. Okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> or you just leave it and say, you know, a lot of people might choose because of the nostalgia of it to just leave the metallic purple and not seam that. Yeah. And maybe paint the other stuff. You know, th- this one in this picture is painted pretty accurate to what it was. So, okay. um, no, that's a nice kit. Cool. So I'm always a fan of the wacky racers. I, I probably couldn't sit through them now, but I always liked all the cars and, uh, I've got resin kits and all kinds of other stuff. So, yeah. uh, I also, I got one more thing. Oh no. In, in, uh, um, I bought my stepdaughter's car from her back in June. And apparently I, forgot to register it with the Illinois Tollway. So like you, I got a violation. Um, however, my violation was pretty cheap. 2180. Cause I didn't register it with my iPass yet. So, um, ah, we're both criminals. Look at that. Yeah. I, how much was yours? Did you ever find yeah, out? I did. Much? Okay. So now I can talk about it. Walker County, Texas. $215 is how much that ticket was. And then wow. if I wanted to do probation where I had to write a letter and do all this other stuff, it was 330 or something. It's that's all I'm going to say. It, not fun. And then they couldn't even because of COVID someone was sick in the office. I had to keep calling back, calling back, calling back. And finally like, okay, go to this website. They could have told me that in the beginning. Boy, we're going to barbecue your ass in molasses. Oh, man. It... That's yeah. beautiful. That's money I could have spent on something else. But yeah, so good. We both got tickets. Brushless with the law. In the last rather, month. Yeah, that big brush with the law. Brush with the camera. <laughs> blowing through the fucking stop sign, tollway, whatever. You put them Neko wafers in there? Is that what you did? Oh. Yeah. That's a Chicago. I wonder place. how many of our viewers even know what a Neko wafer is. That's it. And then how they use them to pay your tolls. That I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so the two things that I have, uh, one is a simple, it, I found it on the bust um, page, I think it was. Uh, and it's a paint, this miniature, it's a bust by a company called Black Crow Miniatures. And it's probably a little smaller than one eighth, I'll bet. Um, but this is just, I wanted to show this paint job. That is a paint job. Yeah, and again, really like the, it's painted as if the light was coming out of the book. And that thing is just, it's an amazing sculpture in its own right. If you look at it, right. If you go to black crow miniatures, maybe I'll find the picture and put up what it originally looks like. But um, the paint job on this is simply um, stunning. I thought so. Are these 3d rendered? Yeah, I think usually they are. and then. I have a couple of them, um, but I the guy I want to give it credit or woman I don't know it's I B A I M Iba Iba Ibai Miniatures Miniatures I'm sure it's somebody from Europe I'm totally screwing this up, but man that is one hell of a paint job and I just wanted to kind of share that with everybody and again that's about it's probably that tall if that like it's tiny 
So <coughs> it's really well done. And the other thing I saw was this Godzilla from Godzilla 2016 and uh, Marvis Marvix F Model Studio. Is that is that a new X Plus Godzilla? I think prepaint. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking it is it, because it's, it's got a real a, classic. There's a 62 Godzilla model that has almost that same pose. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, I really, really like that. And I think, and it was in their X Plus folder. That's what I could make out from, again, not being able to read Japanese. Um, I really like that Godzilla. So I'm going to have to look for that. If it is one of those prepaint ones, I'm going to try and snatch that. So that's all I got for news and reviews. Um, oh, no. I have something else. I have my stuff piled up here and I totally forgot. There's more. There is more. Scott, I went into Target by me, and you know they don't have a lot for nerdy white guys in the Target by me. Um, and I was just walking. There's a there's two so if for those of you who don't know, there are now two toy sections in Target. There's the normal toy section, and then there is the like collectible toy area that's like behind the DVDs and books and stuff. And they they have a lot of the uh, NECA Godzilla action figures in there for some reason, but. I got huh. this King Kong that I was seeing. I walked by. I'm like, no way. They had this here. And it comes with two heads. I don't know if you can see it in there. Back it up a little bit. Hold on. It's got, or, I got to get a better light. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't opened. You know what? I'll take this out. Let me see it. You don't have to open it. No, it's already open. Not really um, King Kong. It is. So it comes with two heads. And if you look, oh, my light sucks. It's got the regular... Wait, maybe this will work. There we go. Oh, that's better, yeah. Um, It's kind of got... Yeah, the so it's got kind of an original King Kong head. Yep, yep, that one, and then this one is... Wait, that way. It's also sort of, but more meaner looking. But it's articulated. I've seen people like kind of playing these, <laughs> putting these in fun places, and I saw it as like, no way. So I picked that up. It was 30 bucks, though. But, so, kind of expensive. Uh, but check your target, Scott. They might have one back there. And that's by NECA. 30 bucks. The po- the box is really nice, too. Some cool designs. Uh, but that's it. King Kong. The other things I just spent... You know what you need for that? A nameplate. Oh, I do need a nameplate. Uh, I mean, I've got this many miniatures. <laughs> the last... This one has wow. two. This one has... That many. This is this. And then that has, I think, that many. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. That many. This many, that many. That's yeah. for all of those. Counting. Don't know. <laughs> Jason can't count beyond three. Okay. You're right. You could tell Jason to count to three and he'd get two numbers wrong. So, <laughs> here I, we go. I placed into eighth grade math in college. I can't help it. But, you know, the good news is you're teaching our young people now. And that's, that's I awesome. Okay. When I would have to help out in third grade math, I'd look at them and go, what is this? <laughs> they would look at me like you're the dumbest person we've ever met. Anyway. All right. So. These are your tax dollars at work, folks. <laughs> but I can okay. teach them how to draw very, very well. All right. Um, and I found out the first time we went for pizza figuring out the tip and he and i said what are you doing and i go how much you want to leave he goes 20 percent, and i just well it's this and then he, he still goes through his calculator and goes oh yeah you're right and i go 
yes, yeah, 20%. It's easier. It's it's 10% times two. It's times. T- it's easy. I can't do that. He's like, I can't don't even talk to me. I can't even I figure can't, it out. I can't. So, I, can't. so it, it, I just told somebody this. Oh, we sh- we're going to make this is going to be the longest episode. <laughs> I, fi- I went back in my mind and figured out the moment in time where I realized I was a complete idiot in math. And it was fifth grade. And they were, they were counting with um, hash marks. What are those? Tally marks, right? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. And then you put the line through it. So they're doing that. And I'm like, how are they getting five? And I looked, I ca- and I raised my hand like the biggest idiot on the planet. And I go, and they had like two groups say, I go, it's eight. How do you get? How are you getting 10? And they're like, the line through it counts as one. And everyone in class turned around and looked at me like, dude, you're the dumbest person we've ever met. But I just, my brain doesn't work like that. Anyway, we're done. That's for sure. Yeah, I hate you. We are going to skip workbench today. Uh, Good thing. Actually, I'll just give a quick two second update. I'm still working on my uh, sloth back that up a little bit um i i guess we're not skipping workbench <laughs> I, I ordered resin from uh green stuff world i think i talked about it last time and i need it to finish my project for afm which is now late um i ordered this stuff on november 23rd today is january 13th i still don't have it and it's i know it's not green stuff world's fault it's coming from spain It's stuck somewhere in the system, but I need this resin to complete it. And so I did happen to find some here locally and had to drive out and get it last night. And just for people who don't know, turn this light on again. Uh, It's this kind of resin, UV resin that cures with a UV light. So it insta cures. And so I'm going to try that out in my next article. And I wanted to give that a shot, but that's what I'm working on. It's been... Where did you go for that? I had to go to Mount Prospect, which was like an hour north. Where's that hobby? What is a hobby store? Well, that's the cool thing. That's it's Games Plus in Mount Prospect, and it's a game store. But they carry a ton of different brands of paint, and um, like from Vallejo to uh, Scale Seventy Five Reaper paints, like modeling, like tools. It's basically, and this is what I was telling the guy that worked in there. A lot of the game stores have turned into hobby shops at this point because they carry all the stuff we need. The only thing a lot of them don't have, and they have some, but not is a lot of airbrush stuff. And you still have to go to other stores for that. But when it comes to your strict modeling, like the tight, like sanding film, sanding paper, like anything, they have that stuff in those game shops now. So if you're ever on the road, I did at the register, I had to, and he was asking me and I was like, thank God you guys have this. He's like, why would you need it for? And I was like, well, here's why. So that's what I'm working on. Did you build we'll, anything? We'll have to go check that out because we could go on an adventure, a hobby shop adventure. No, you're not coming with me. You got to go on your own. We're going to get you your own segment. Oh, yeah, because then you could be on the road with Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jason's um, me. <laughs> no, I haven't built anything, but I did take this out of the box. That's. That was hard. That's a huge step. Okay. I, and I, I know. bought an extra one just because I wanted to take it out of the box right away. So I bought an extra one. Oh, okay. I'm proud of you, man. That's a good first and, step. Uh, so last episode, when we said we were going to build three kits in a year, is that one you're going to do? Oh, I don't know. Just 
because of that seam work I just told you about. That's uh... <laughs> wait a minute. That's the other thing. So in this little contest of building things, does oh, it count? Pa- like, is it painting too, or are you just building that snap together kit? Does that count? No. Okay. That doesn't. All count. right. Thank you. No. All right, everybody. On today's episode, we have Mark Kalen of Mental Mischief, and I—I I mean, Mark's been around forever as well. And has had his hand in almost, I don't know, how many kids would you say? Take a guess. I don't know, but a lot of classics, um, for sure. So he's the nameplate guru, and we figured we'd stop by him. He also has others. I mean, he has his own line of kids and stuff, too. But we'd talk to him and figure out what's the process to make a nameplate and just chat hobby with him. And, oh boy, you're in for some stories in there. So... Yeah, we thought it was going to be quick because Mark was really quick through the nameplate stuff. And then and then it was just chatting and then it went off the rails. Yeah, it went off the rails. So uh, enjoy. And we'll see you afterwards. Yeah. And you don't want to miss this. No. (laughs) Hello, everybody. We are back and we are very happy to have with us today. Mark Kalen. Mark, how are you today? I'm doing great, thanks. Appreciate good to it. have you. Very good to have you. Um, well, I uh, I I'm looking looking kind of forward to uh, just uh, having my couple minutes of fame, <laughs> and we can so, provide that to about yeah. 200 people. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, that's uh, you never know. That's uh, it might grow from there. And I I think it's like probably a hundred people that watch it twice, but we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> my wife is tired of watching it too. I'll oh, tell you. I know. So uh for those of you who think we're a little punchy, we had a lot of technical issues right before this, so we're a little laughy right now. Um but Mark, seriously, thanks for joining us. We're here to talk about nameplates and your little history of the hobby, your little corner of the hobby. And first of all, where are you at? Where do you live? Uh right now I live in Hubbard, Oregon. And that's uh that's south of Portland. So I'm out of all the the chaos that was going on over okay. the last year and yeah, down there, but uh, uh, it's uh, it's great. It's got one one stoplight in town, um, uh, but we have our own police force, and I love it. My neighbors are great, and uh, it's just uh, just Mayberry enough to to really enjoy, uh, you know, all the things that come with being almost in the city. Gotcha. So, I totally love uh, that feeling. How threatened were you by the fires? Uh, were they? I actually was, I was, about 10, I was about ten miles away, and wow. uh, it really worried me because uh, I'd never been in a situation like that. And if it if the winds had picked up and kept going this way, uh, yeah, I would have left a lot of collectibles in the house and said bye, see you later. And it would have been me and the two cats taking off and going to my daughter's place. But uh, uh, like I said, I, I think uh, we, uh, we 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 made it through okay, but it was Good. it was tense for a couple of weeks. Really yeah, was, and it couldn't breathe for a month. It looked Just really the scary. Ash and the smoke was terrible. I have so. I have a friend that lives in Northern California, and he kept sending pictures, and it was it looked terrifying. Yeah, at times. Well, at least we have the possibility of getting rain to put it out. California, I don't know what they do with their water down there anymore. They used to. <laughs> Yeah, used to be fairly abundant, but well, they're drinking it. I don't want any. <laughs> uh, uh, have you lived there your whole life? You move out there? You, were... No, actually, I've I've been here in Oregon about thirty 
32 years. I grew up in Southern California. So, um, you know, that's uh, actually Orange County. So, you know, Disneyland, Knott's Berry okay. Farm, all that stuff. I, it was second nature to me. In fact, I, we used to go all the time to the, pack, the point it was, it was boring. Yeah. So <laughs> until they came out with a new ride, but uh, yeah. And uh, you know, so, and that's where I, I started my job down there as a letterpress printer. Uh, and that's what I do for a living is uh, uh, I've been doing letterpress printing for close to 40 years and uh, it's enjoyable. It's uh, uh, it's not the same thing every day. So uh, it makes it, uh, fun to go into the, into the shop. You know, I can work on something. I may do the same job within a month, but every day's different. So, uh, it's, I, I can't do something that's, you know, repetitive. That's kind of why I like, that's why I like being an art teacher. It's different every day. It's the yeah. same stuff, but it's always different. And well, yeah. not so much with online stuff, but when I'm actually teaching at a school, it's, it's fun. <laughs> Um, well, and it keeps the mind active, you know, it's true. It does. It really does. My first thing, when you first flipped on your camera, the first thing I noticed in your room mm -hmm. is your Biolante box back there. I just got that today. <laughs> really? Yes. That's I awesome. That. Yeah. So I have Yodo, the exact same box sitting right over there that no one can see. And it's just the box cover that I cut off. Cause I love that box lid so much because I built it. It's upstairs somewhere, but it's sitting right there. No one can see it. And I was like, Oh wow. Look at that. We both have the same co the box cover, but it, it was, it's, I'm surprised you saw that. It was, uh, like I said, I just kind of put it out of the way. I haven't had a chance to, to dig into it, but it was like, I snagged it off eBay for like 200 bucks. Really? And no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They've gotten cheaper. It, it, it's dropped but, out on price from what it used to be. Really? And of course, you know, I that, that's the next one. project. I guess I'm going to have to make a nameplate for it. So, uh, <laughs> you, you know, know, you know who made a nameplate for me it was Larry Brackney made a nameplate for that way back, way back when, like 90, I don't even know. Uh, but I could always, I'll get you one. I'll, I'll let you <laughs> copy it. Um, well, I was, see now, now for me, it's, you know, doing the nameplates is kind of second nature, you know, and, and of course the internet has helped so much on that as far as finding pictures of posters. I, I'm a big fan of, of actually taking the poster art mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, taking the logo right off of there and incorporating it into, uh, into the kit. And that goes back for me, it goes back well into uh when i first moved up here i was still collecting model kits you know I, you know as a fan of, of model kits i've been since i was six or seven you know i've been building model kits so it's it's just, you know it, it was took a little time out there for a while but came back to it and when i moved up here not only was i collecting uh, auroras again but uh mr mike's models from ohio i don't know if scott remembers i remember him. that name yes i do yes he was selling billikins and i'd never seen a billikin kit before so i went oh and got a couple of those and like these are great but they need a base and uh so of course up here in portland at the time they're about 10 years behind everything else so it was like you know they didn't know what resin kits were they didn't know what vinyl kits were one guy in town did, and I went over to his place to, uh, to see what he had, and he had a box of bases that he'd gotten from Jean-Louis Crillon. And uh, it's like, those are, those are awesome. Those are what I'm looking for. Oh, those aren't for sale. Those aren't for sale. I said, well, I'll make my own then, Dagnabbit. And 
uh, went home and started sculpting stuff in the basement. And uh, obviously, I didn't know what I was doing because the first base I made was Alien Desert, which was kind of basic, but I molded it up, poured it out of boat resin, stunk up my entire house. <laughs> I had to take it, it was in the basement, I had to take it outside. Eight hours later, it finally cured. And somewhere I still have that. And it's like, there's got to be a better way than doing this. And, and back then, this was like 87, 88. Nobody would tell you anything about doing resin kits. Everybody was, oh, hush, hush, you can't let the secrets out, you know. And so I kept digging. And of course, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have a lot of things. And uh, I eventually found a few people that were willing to share a couple of things and uh, started making my own bases. And they kept coming out with stuff. Well, Michael Ruffalo from Billiken USA had contacted me. He says, oh, you do bases. He says, well, they're coming out with the Predator, Billiken Predator. And everybody's all excited about it. But it needs a base. Can you do something? And so we went over a couple of designs. And I said, yeah, I can come up with it. But it's got to have the logo in it. And I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to do the logo? And it's like, I, I, I can't sculpt that. And at the time in our print shop, like I said, letterpress printing, you know, we do a lot of scoring and perforating and die cutting and imprinting. And what we were using was these polymer plates, which were cheaper than, than the old wood mounted zinc cuts that they used to do. And it, there was a lot less expense involved in them. And so the, uh, I got to looking at those and I thought, you know, instead of making them reverse to print with, why don't we just do a right read so you can read it? So I, I took that, put it in the, in the base, and, and sure enough, it was, that's what started it. And I started getting word out. He said, hey, we got these things to do. Uh, Randy Bowen was up here at the time, just starting to work for Dark Horse Comics, uh, was sculpting the Frankenstein sitting in the chair. And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, do me a Frankenstein plate for that. Sent me the artwork. We went ahead and made a plate. and at the last minute, they yanked it. They decided not to use it. They didn't want to put the name on there. Uh, well, you, well, everybody knows it's a Frankenstein. Okay. So, but I started talking to different people. Mike Evans, at the time when he had Lunar, was just really hot on this. He was hitting me up all the time for plates. And it was a lot of fun. And I started, you know, it's like, okay, started testing these out, started, you know, doing some, some things on it, just find out what we, you know, what you could and couldn't do. And I figured it was safe because we're using them in the print shop. So they'll take ink, uh, they'll take acetone, they'll take alcohol, kerosene. Nothing can destroy these things except they have one Achilles heel. And I'll get to that in a second. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it was fun. And, and like I said, the more I got into it, and at the time, like I said, we didn't have the internet. So I couldn't grab a lot of logos. And so I made the guys provide artwork and stuff. And if they couldn't get them, I'm running down to the video store and asking them, can I Xerox this box? <laughs> you know, can you do I found one gal that was really willing to work with me. I'd come in once a week. I'd say, okay, I need this video. This is a, and then Xerox these boxes so I could get the artwork. And then sometimes I ended up cutting it out by hand and stuff. But it was, I was really hardcore about getting this, you know, stuff to look right. And uh, like I said, over the years, I've done a ton, ton of plates for everybody. And, uh, and it's, it's been exciting because I love the hobby anyway. And this was kind of my way to, to help the guys get that little extra oomph, you know, make the make kit look nice. Uh, to me, it was like the final touch. And, and one of the things that I still hold to to this day is that um, 
if you have a, a new kit release and you want to do a plate, uh, one of the things they could trust me is I wouldn't say anything about it. You know, obviously I'm going to know what the kit is because you're asking me to do a nameplate for it, but it's like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. It's not my job to spill that. So some days I'd be walking around for months knowing that these kits are coming out. It's like, I can't say anything. It's like, oh, they'll kill me. But uh, it was a lot of fun to say, oh, this is coming out finally. This is great. What was your favorite? When, when that happened to you, what was the first kit you were like, oh my God, this is amazing? Like, which one sticks in your head that you did a nameplate for? And you were like, oh my God, I get to do this. Actually, I've had a couple of stories where they're actually were in a lot of fun. Uh, Mike Evans, like I said, was constantly challenging me with some stuff. You know, he had different size plates, but he, he, I credit him with me doing the smallest nameplate that we could possibly come up with. And at the time, he was doing uh, a resin kit of the YM3 robot from Lost in Space. On the chest are eight buttons. And each one of those little buttons had a word on it. Oh, no. Now, mind you, these, this, this plate was only like an inch by maybe a half inch. It was really small. It was divided into eight squares. To this day, I don't know how we got the lettering that small. I couldn't do it again <laughs> if I had to. But we had it. And when I got done with it, it's like, oh, my gosh, you can read each and every word that's on those, that plate. And that was the selling point, I think, for his kid on that. So that kind of stands out. And the other story that stands out a lot is back then I was talking, I, I used to talk with Jeff Giger quite a bit when he was still had time to talk to people. And uh, he talked to us. Yeah, I know he did. I, <laughs> well, no, no, this is, this is back before he got really busy, you know? And, uh, and he was, I remember calling him up one day and I said, Hey, I said, what are you, what are you doing? And he says, ah, oh, I just spent six hours trying to, to get the lettering right in this incredible shrinking man kit. Because, and, and for Jeff, he never put nameplates on his kits. And so it, the fact that he was doing that for this one was amazing. I says, dude, I says, why, why didn't you call me? You know, I do the nameplates. I said, let me have the specs. I do your nameplate and send it to you. And I remember sending it to him. I said, did you get it? Oh my gosh. He says, this looks 10 times better than what I had. I said, well, good. Next time, take the six hours, put it in the sculpt and let me do the plate. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I had to laugh because that was, that was fun back then. But uh, like I said, I, I could go down the line. You know, if you start looking at examples of stuff, Mark Brokaw, all his big hits, those are all plates I've done for him. Uh, Janice Company, all the stuff on the bottom of all those kits, the, the area to put the certificate and all the verbiage, that's those plates. Uh, John Ulakovich was really good about some of that stuff, and, and so was Tom Seiler. Uh, the, the Mystery Science Theater kit they did, all the stuff on the side, all the emblems that. and everything were plates that Tom had me, you know, spec out and do stuff. And, um, they did suffer that. Uh, oh my gosh. Like I said, uh, geometric designs. I, I mean, I could spend hours listing different people, you know, Scott at alternative, everybody's used a plate at some point and you know, one point or another, even Scott, I've done stuff for Scott. What's the, uh, Scott put what's out the Achilles heel. What's the oh, Achilles heel? Yeah, what is the Achilles okay. heel? Well, let me show you the machine. You guys got some pictures there. If you want to put the the, sure. the actual machine, it looks like it's from uh, the the movie. Uh, what's that? Uh, Could be anything. Cosmo, huh? Could be any 1950s movie. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you. Yeah, yeah I know. It, it looks like a Strick Fadden device. You don't even know who Strick Fadden <laughs> is. Okay, <laughs> stop. Back. Everyone, go not watch even that. Close episode. to a Strick Fadden. No, no, it's not. It's not a strict pattern. It, I hope Matt Lawrence is watching, and I hope he kicks <laughs> your ass next time he sees you. All right, all right, all right. Back to back to real. Okay. 
Well, it's it's. Do you have the photos? Yeah, yeah. I got them up. You won't we see them. them. We, we, I, oh, I got them? you. I got you. Okay, you'll you'll right. see them later. So on. the first two photos are are actually of the machine itself. The top part of the of the unit has the washing, uh, the plate washing unit, and then down below is where you have the, um, where it's exposed. And I think the next photo I have is of the artwork. I picked the uh, the gigantic Frankie because that was uh, something that I still needed to do a nameplate for because I just got done doing all the auroras. That I, I want to go back to this machine for a minute. Okay. How old is this machine? Uh, it is one of the older models. Do um, they still make those machines or do they, I mean. They do, but they're really expensive. Yeah. We I got would... this one because one of the companies was closing up and they sold it to us real cheap. And if my company ever folds, I'm taking this machine with me because it's it's just for nothing more than to do nameplates because <laughs> wow. it's it's cool. And the material itself is a soy based product. It comes originally from China. I think they might be producing it here now in the states, uh, but it comes in big sheets. I trim it down to size with a paper cutter because it's backed with a piece of uh, a tin. And like I said, the What's fascinating about it is once we have the name, the artwork, then I have to have a negative made, piece of film, and and that in itself is kind of hard because some of the print shops that had all kinds of cameras to do this stuff, they're fading out because you don't have any four color print shops anymore. Everything is being uh, replaced by four color digital, you know, or, or just digital printing, and so there's there's one place out in Scapoose close to St. Helens out there that the guy still does me nags. But when I get the nag back, then I take the nag and I put it down on a piece of that material. And that material is light sensitive. And this is where uh, the picture that shows it in the tray, there's a tray on the bottom that slides out and I actually put mm -hmm. it underneath a piece of glean and turn on the suction and it sucks the nag and the material down to the bed there holds it real tight so it doesn't move, stick it in there, and I expose it to ultraviolet light for about three and a half minutes. Then when it comes out, it's supposed to go in the washer, and it washes out with warm water. And that's the Achilles heel on this thing. It, it can take anything, if you, but if you soak it or expose it to excessive amount of water after it's been cured, it will eventually dissolve. Sean McLaughlin there, did Death Incorporated, I remember him calling me one day, he says, oh, uh, you're going to have to redo these plates. I said, what did you do? He says, oh, mailman left them outside the door. It's raining like crazy. They were sitting in a puddle of water. I says, I got nothing here. He says, it's a bunch of goop. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I said, okay, dude. No problem. I'll replace them for you. But, uh, uh, yeah. So, and, of course, what makes it really bad is that the heating unit on that that machine, you said, you asked how old it is. Well, it's burnt out. And used to be I'd just take a bucket of water and dump it in there and then let it scrub it for five minutes to wash away all the stuff that, you know, wasn't exposed. Well, I can't even do that because the there's no hot water in our shop. So I end up taking these things home in a solid black bag and, and washing them out in the sink. There's a, there's a shot there, my, my bathroom sink where I'm washing these out. So each one gets washed out individually with a toothbrush. So they're, they're all getting their tender, loving care from me. But uh, then after they get washed out and dried, then we, uh, uh, I trim them down. They get put back in there for a post-exposure on it. But then uh, we trim the edges if they got a border on them. 
Model Club uh, disclaimer: Don't use your regular toothbrush to ever wash one of these off. Um, no, no, it's uh, <laughs> no, it, I don't. Um, uh, I have several, and in that one, I don't, I don't brush my teeth in that bathroom. So, <laughs> so, so you so can sure. um, once these are, you know, once you've washed them, yes, still cut them with a paper cutter. So. Well, until they're post-exposed and hardened up, yeah, oh, okay. still, you can still scuff them up. You can still scratch them. Right. They're, they're still a little bit soft. And gotcha. So they need okay, to be so they're still soft at this point. Okay. Yeah. But it's amazing. And like I tell everybody, if you, you know, depending on what you want, everything, uh, and not to sound, you know, whatever, everything that is black type will be raised and everything white is, is what's, mm -hmm. you know, recessed, washed away. And, um, because I've done just the opposite of that. You know, I could do where the lettering on that was recessed and the whole surface was solid. Um, it doesn't work as well with, with fine type like that because it tends to not be as, as well etched. But we've come up with some great things. Uh, I think there's one there with some artwork that's, that's shown. Uh, the Walking Dead Ducks <laughs> was on one of those. Uh, that was the one with the gruesome. So you were asking me about that. Uh -huh. It was, uh, those were probably... And again, these don't have to be done for, for mass production. They can be done for just one-offs that you have. And uh, I try not to, to you know, again, a, a two by three inch plate is like 20 bucks. So it's, it's not, you're not trying to, to gouge anybody. It's like, I, I want everybody to be able to have some fun with them. Obviously they go, you know, the bigger they get. I just got done doing one for Brokaw today. And uh, I can talk about that because we know that they're reissuing the uh, Jerry Dandridge and the Roddy McDowell Fright Night. Right. And uh, there's a big plate going on that one with the Fright Night logo. So uh, that'll be kind of good because they're redoing the base just a little bit. So I remember getting mine from you. Mm -hmm. There were directions. So um, Yes. So once someone gets a plate, I'm going to show mine because I still have it. Ah, okay. Okay. And Mark, I haven't mounted it yet. No. I, I want to show you. I got a little warpage. What do I do with that? Do I uh you should you can you know what? If you want to straighten it out, you can bend it just a little bit, but make sure it's not cold. Make sure it's warm. Okay. I ran into this problem with John Apgar. Uh he's mm -hmm. uh he had one that was curled and he went to bend it and it was cold because it was wintertime and it didn't mm -hmm. crack it. And so, uh, but honestly, if you take one, let me grab one here. Uh, these were curled. And uh, once you get a, a solid background on them, uh, like mm -hmm. a, it's just a heavy piece of chipboard, uh, glue it down, it still will be okay. And then if you go to mold it up, you know, put, put a tack underneath each side to hold it flat to the whatever surface right. it is. Okay. Um, this one says, nothing says loving like a little oven shoving. Uh, this is uh, something I'm doing for a dirty You got that, toy. Jason? Nothing says love like a little oven shoving. I got it. Yes. I got it. So uh, um, let me ask you this, though. So you say you want to make sure they're warm. You want to, like, put them under a light bulb a little bit to soften them up? Or? Just make sure the room t room, temperature. room temperature. Okay. But for any of the guys that if they want to incorporate them into a, a base that they're doing, say, like Super Sculpey, and they have to bake it, mm -hmm. these things will take the oven... 300 degree. I've had them in there at 300 degrees, which is more than you need to put a sculpey on. Yeah. And it, they, it doesn't do anything to them. It, it's, it's fine. So, um, like I said, with the exception of sodium and water, they'll actually last unless you, unless you mar it up, like, it, like I warn on there, don't get any super glue on the surface. Cause you can't get that off of there. <laughs> right. 
But you but, glue the um, tin. That's how you glue the back, though. You do super glue it to the... the yeah, the tin. Right. Okay. And uh, like I said, that's the way I do most of the plates I've got. I find some... some uh, Love this. <laughs> it looks cool. It took so, me a long time. You it see, looks that classy. was a tough one. It looks Him, really him and I went around and around with this one a little bit. Because this was off of the paperback book, remember, Mark? It was off a cover of yes. a paperback. <laughs> and what makes it difficult is that most, uh, you know, most of the images have to be black and white. If you get any half tones in there, then you start running into little iffy territory unless you really define it. The best use of the half tones, and I don't know where John got them to do it, but if you've seen John Apgar's Posthumous Productions Jethro Tull kit. That shadow on the back wall of Aqualung is one of those plates. And it was done the way the guy that set up the, the art or the halftone on it was, was brilliant. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, as long as it's defined, it has the actual little circles and stuff to define what it is. It worked out great. And I love that. Uh, that's another crowning you know, achievement. Um, as far as the most popular, everybody has seen the work that I've done. The best one I can say is that everybody has seen it. Uh, when Jim Groman did that huge styrene kit for uh, Polar Lights of the Godzilla, mm -hmm. that nameplate that's in that styrene kit is also one of those too. I'm sitting somewhere. Uh, I was I've say also you got done, it for uh, me. You should yeah, have it. I have two of them yeah. sitting somewhere, probably. Then Shark Man here is uh, Terry Latimer was doing some toys, and uh, this emblem on the Shark Man was a uh, one of the plates and a couple of the other characters that were were in there. Um, what else? So is it hard there? to cut those into ovals and stuff like that? I mean, no, because the, the other step I left out is once I trim them down, I get them where they're close, and then I take them back home again because I have a decent grinder and I just grind the edges down to where they're right to the. And doing circular things takes a little longer and stuff, but you know, you got money, that's fine. What did you say the <laughs> overall length of time to make one is? It takes about a week and a half, two weeks normally. Uh, it's been taking a little bit longer because I, I have a, I don't get access to the eggs. Whereas I, you know, my, I used to be able to just meet my guy downtown. He'd come to Portland to drop some stuff off and I could meet him and get the eggs and then go. And he was doing that, you know, uh, once a week or twice a week. And because of the pandemic and stuff, he has only been coming like once every two or three weeks. And so gotcha. unless I am in a hurry to, you know, to get a mailed, but I don't want to. I don't necessarily like the male negatives because if they increase, then you know, then we're yeah. right back to square one. What do you do? Just email them the. the uh, no, the, actually, I give him. I I'm, I'm hardcore. Size and you make, want it? Yeah. I actually make artwork by hand, right here. All this stuff, I did. I I do by hand. It's. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, uh, it's stuff that has to be done. Like some some have borders, some don't. Depends on who uh, who's doing it. I know Todd uh, Todd Powell over at Escape Hatch just had me do um, his uh, day. The Earth stood still. No, day the world ended. Sorry. Okay. Day the world ended, and then the uh, he did another one there for uh, one of the werewolves. I don't remember the name of it, but he didn't have me do borders on them, and it was it was quicker. You know, I give them excess. Again, if you need to trim them down, a pair of scissors will cut through tin like that. Decent pair of scissors. Um, Look at that uh, Walking Dead one, and that looks like it has wood grain in it. Yes. And, you know, as part of the artwork as well, you know, so. Well, and that, see, <laughs> see, here again, this is where 
you know, I've been doing this stuff long enough that, okay, I know what you're looking for. Uh, this was for Ed Riley. And uh, he asked, uh, Fritz was doing some nameplates. And, and Fritz used to do nameplates. Family came before the other stuff. Let's just put that. And so uh, he made that decision to just go out. I think Jeremy, is it Mons. Jeremy? Jeremy Mons, yeah. yeah. Has a lot of his molds and stuff. But I don't know about the nameplates and stuff. And, and like I said, Fritz was doing nameplates for a while, and everybody, oh, yeah, you got to go to Fritz for nameplates. And I'm thinking, well, actually, I'm the one that started that. Fritz just kind of stepped in and started doing stuff. But I knew Fritz needed some, some money and stuff, so I didn't say too much. But it's back to where everybody needs them again. And it's like, I don't mind stepping back into the role of that. That's what I've been doing for years. Um, Besides you know, nameplates, have you put out anything else that people would know? Oh my gosh, yes. I, I do my own. Yeah, I did get that that whole, uh, I don't use boat resin anymore. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, actually Mental Mischief Company is is the name of my company. Yep. And I, I produced uh, Mark of the Vampire diorama with uh, Bella and Luna, uh, Monster from Hell, um, which is the big, uh, uh, what's his name? David Prowse, uh, Frankenstein. Uh well, so I've, I've got some of Terry Reynolds, uh, older. I've got his Flash Gordon and his uh, 43 Batman and Robin. Uh, a, a bunch of stuff over the years, off and on, here and there, in and out of stuff. Um, I have a Creature of the Black Lagoon mouse pad, which took some experimenting to do because... Oh, I think I remember surface. that. Huh? I remember that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was funny because I... I I took the, the mouse pad and I made it all nice and shiny and everything. And then I realized a wireless mouse will not recognize that. You need to have a broken surface. Yep. <laughs> Son of a gun. So I had to go back and redo that. But uh, just different things. It, it's, again, it's hobby stuff. I'm behind on a few things, but I'm always got stuff in the works. Um, and are, you it's, a, are you a former if gremlin? If you could see the desk I'm right here in front of me, you would see, oh my gosh, he's got sculptures. He's got, he's got crap everywhere. <laughs> So you know that's all of us. I mean, that's, hey, yeah, I know. Remind that's, me on that predator base. Did it have a tree on it? Am I? Yes. Am I thinking? It had, okay. had a big that's, tree yep. in the back. Yep. I think and I had a log it in the front time. Yeah. 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 I think and, I had. And it actually, it. at that time, I was doing so many of those, and before I realized it was the the worst resin to use, we were using that Castmaster, that really dark brown stuff. Oh. If yeah. you can imagine, I had two fifty-five gallon drums of that down in my basement. <laughs> Man, I used, I used that stuff. It was the mugwump from from Naked, Naked Lunch, Lunch. Yeah. and it was oh man, it was Lantex, but it came in that brown resin, and I ended up with a copy. And I wanted to, I repositioned it. It's on my web. I don't. Know, but I I cut and sawed the hell out of that thing, and that stuff smelled so bad, yes. so yes. bad. And I don't even think I wore a mask. I'm probably dead because of that one <laughs> one day of cutting resin. We all are. Well, and see, that used to be my slogan. It's like, once you get resin in your bloodstream, you're hooked. Yeah, you know, that's all there is to it. But. And, um, were and you an originally, I'm sorry, were you original like Gremlins guy too? Were you no. back on the Gremlins list? When did you first like, well, I, go, I oh my God, this was. is here. The, the thing was, I used to be from the ground up. And then from there, I went. Um, I went through a, 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 another divorce. I've been married and divorced three times. I was collecting ex-wives as, as much as I was doing. My I, I, I collect so, ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll see. 
And um, when I can't sleep, I count Mark's wives and (laughs) and get to sleep, you know, Jason's girlfriends and then I'm out. (laughs) Yep. I would start on his wives and then go to my ex-girlfriend. I always laugh because I always say if there's ever a Bigfoot sighting out here, I always check to see if one of them's out on vacation uh, because you never know. Uh, And you can leave that in because they don't know which one I'm talking about. Do um, I'll ask you that question after. Go ahead. But, you know why divorce costs so much? Because it's worth it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You better well, at it. Anyway, so I had one that I had one that was actually after the stuff that I I you know she hated the stuff. You love that Elvira kit more than you love me. Yeah. Well, the Elvira kit doesn't back talk now, does it? <laughs> so anyway, um, not everybody's going to think that's funny. I'm sorry. I w- see, not- I laughed. Scott didn't. I guess I'm going to help. Yeah. Oh, Scott's no. wife's in the next room. And <laughs> there you go. He's already got one bad eye. So, <laughs> But so at that point, I stopped doing a lot of stuff. I had given a lot of my bases and stuff to Steve at Cellarcast. And uh, who, again, Steve's wonderful. Hell of a sculptor. I, I've helped him out over the years, too. Um, and then when we got started again, I actually got hooked up with Mark Brokaw. The two of us. Because uh, we all live close together. Yeah. And then, of course, now, within the last couple of years, we've had these model groups. There's a lot of guys here in, in the Portland area. Lambert and, and Brokaw and all kinds of guys. Kurt. Uh, and, <laughs> huh? Kurt, Kurt. Kurt and, and Phil. Phil, and, yep. and, you know, Phil McCracken. Yeah. When, we got, when I got hooked up with Brokaw, we decided to start things up again. We, we settled on Mental Mischief Company. and. Uh, this was when Brokaw was actually doing a lot of casting and stuff in his garage and actually became uh, allergic to the resin. It was a vagabond, I think it was. And he, he re- developed a reaction. He says, I can't do this anymore. And at the time we were doing, uh, I forgot, we had a couple of kits. Oh, the man bat was the, uh, the uh, Batman ba- uh, man bat. And, um, uh, so I said, well, I guess I'll take it back over. I'll find a way to start doing it because I was still living in an apartment. And uh, in, <laughs> think about that. I had a, a storage shit off of my balcony. And I'm sure the neighbors must have thought I was doing meth because I'd come out the sliding glass door, put a respirator on and step into this little closet area and come out with a piece of resin and go back in the house. And it's like, the hell is he doing in there? But, you know, but I had it all set up, little shelves. I could pour the resin. I filled orders. It was, you know, you did what you had to do. So uh, now I've got a garage that just looks like a bomb went off in it, but it's still, you know, it functions properly. And, and that's what all resin, it's, it's not like Brokaw. Brokaw's place you could go in after he's been pouring all day and eat off the floor. It drives <laughs> me crazy. And nobody should be that clean. Tell, tell me, tell us about your rotocaster. My road, uh, you want to know about my rotocaster? <laughs> I know about your rotocaster. Yeah, I know you do. Thanks for asking, Scott. It's uh, it's courtesy of Harbor Freights. You know, if you take the bowl off the top of a, uh, one of those little mini cement mixers and just take the handle so you can turn it all the way around while it's going this way, it works great. You know, and it, <laughs> it beats throwing it up in the air like some of these people do. Oh, yeah. I've seen some of these guys, man. They just, and it's like, oh, my God. Wow. And I suppose I could motorize this if I had the time, but I'm lazy. So, you know, <laughs> I love what he told me when he told me he was rotocasting with a cement mixer. That was years ago. I started laughing and uh, it's, it works. Hey. It's still working just fine. In fact, all my neighbors around here, they's like, Oh, Oh, look, Mark's got a casting day. Isn't he? <laughs> oh, 
But He's I got the garage up and the max and the cement mixer out. So this is great. And I've been here five years, so I really haven't set up a shop. I've got a mini thing going in the basement, but I haven't done anything major since I've been here. But and Jason was at to my old house, and half my garage was taken up, you know, with the rotocaster and stuff. And I would go out there on summer nights, you know, before Wonderfest and stuff, and I'd have the garage open till you know one, two in the morning. Sure. And and like you said, people would stop and they'd walk up and they'd go, "What are you doing?" And I had cops stop. And you're like, get off my property now. I'll get you. (laughs) Because they saw the rotocaster and they're like, what is that? And I used to tell everyone it was a flux capacitor. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I was trying to get back, go out in time, you know. But, um, yeah, it's amazing how interested people are when they walk by and see. Well, and then when you show them a finished piece or what, you know, a piece Mm -hmm. when it pops out of the mold, it's like, oh, my gosh, that looks so cool. It's like, yeah. There is and, magic uh, to that. When you first see that happen, when you first see resin like cure, there is something really cool about it. How it just goes foom, and turns all white, it gets cloudy. It's yeah. so cool. What's even worse though is when it goes foom and then you pull it out and there was one spot that didn't. Foom, I know, it's, yeah. it's like, oh. So. All right, the question so I was going to ask you. Yes. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Yes. I watch enough true TV. <laughs> No, it's not true TV. I travel channel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, okay. Scott, don't, don't look. No, don't ignore him. Actually, right. living you know out there, I have do... you ever seen or heard or anything? I just. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> you no, shut up. Because... Discovery Channel. No, no, I, I, I haven't. I haven't actually seen anything Nothing. like that. Although I will tell you, and I'll put a, 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 a shout out to him. Uh, Chuck Zukowski uh, goes by the, the, the UFO nut on the on the internet okay he's a he's an alien hunter and he's had his own show on the travel channel and stuff and and him and i grew up together we went to school together and and uh, we're roommates for a while and stuff and uh, they actually did a book on him 37 parallel and uh, he talks because he's he's down in colorado and he's he was a, a a volunteer sheriff down there investigating all the cattle mutilations and stuff and uh he says, you know, they used to call on him and, and have him come out there on the weekends when he was off duty and, and check these things. He says, some of the things are just fascinating. He says, there's no way in hell that this could all be happening. And it, as it was, it came out, they fired him. I, I guess he, if you want to say you've been fired from a volunteer position because <laughs> they were saying that he was going out there representing the sheriff's department. He says, I never did that. But uh, I know him well enough that if, if, Anybody else had told me some of the stories that he's told me. I was like, you're, you're nuts. Yeah. But knowing him, he's the sanest guy I know. And it's like, I grew up with the man. So, and he's told me, he says, there's been a couple of things he's, he's investigating. He says, I've had calls from CIA and stuff. Tell me to back off. And it's like, wow, that's, that's really. So yeah, whether or not there's, there's that type of stuff out there, Bigfoot, oh, yeah. Yetis, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Thanks, Mark. Not. You I, just I, fed into this maniacs. Yeah. Well, for the next five years, we're going squatching, <laughs> Scott, me and you, Scott, we're going to go squatching. We'll live stream it in your backyard. Do, do I get to ask Mark a question? <laughs> yes, go. Sure. You think the Beatles are overrated, Mark? The Beatles? Yeah. Cause my co-host <laughs> made a statement that the Beatles were overrated. Okay. Well, they weren't overrated until they came back as clat too. Uh, <laughs> so, you know. Um, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> I still don't want to tell you. Yeah. You're all you know, I'm sure you know that, Jason, with the Platoon uh, story. Yeah. So if thinking back, like I'm gonna do like a couple of little questions in here. Favorite sure. model kit you've ever built that you still have, like. Oh wow! Or like, um, like your not even favorite model kit. Like when you think of the world of garage kits, you've been around as long as us, and um, when you think like this was my favorite company, these were some of my favorite kits. I mean, a top five yeah. or a top three, something that you're like this. When I think back, when I think of garage kits, this is what I think of because you've helped make some of all of those with your work, with your nameplates. You're yes, in there I, right there. I, I like them. to think I have, and and it's. And I have to say, in doing the stuff that I do too, it has helped me to be a much better mold maker too. Because there are some things uh, that I molded up that just weren't meant to be molded. Uh, there was a there was a lasso for uh, one of the Wonder Woman kits <laughs> that had a bunch of rope that was just drooped on her side. It was all different, and I uh, I get a chance when he said, I'll send you a picture of it. But it was like, I was very proud of that because it came out on the first pour. <laughs> somebody <laughs> says, that's insane. And I said, yeah, but I spent like three weeks trying to figure out how to get everything to come out right. Uh, but I have seen some incredible sculpts. Uh, again, one of my favorites is Steve at Cellarcast. Some of his Boris Viejo uh, stuff is, is gorgeous. Um, some of the stuff that Brokaw does, he does some beautiful castings. Everybody knows that, that Mark takes it. And I've learned a lot of stuff from Mark over the years. You know, it's, it's nice to have somebody that's, you know, only, you know, 50 miles away, you can go drop in on and, and help out or, or just shoot the breeze with and learn a few things. Um, and like I said, that's what, that's one of the things that over the years, like I said, when I first started out, nobody wanted to say anything. And now it's like, I'm more than happy to tell you what I do and what, you know, what, I've learned over the years what you can and can't do. And because uh, you want that, you want nice, clean castings and stuff. And I guess that's the thing. If the, the cleaner the casting, the nicer the casting, um, I, 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 you know, hats off to them. Um, I've seen some incredible sculpts. I, I actually, I've, uh, one or two things I've seen have come actually from overseas. And, you know, they take it a step further and actually yeah. do fancy packaging and yeah. everything else, you know. Uh, the stuff that Mark War, uh, Worthling is doing, you know, the pestilence lab, that you know, that stuff, even though he's having some of it done over there, he's doing some of it now <laughs> because he had to, but, uh, you know, uh, that's again, nice stuff. Um, as far as having a favorite, um, uh, I think I run into the fact that I, I have too many likes. I like superheroes. I like monsters. I like science fiction stuff. I like cartoon characters. Uh, there's still a lot of things I think should be done that haven't been done. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to be that guy that says, Oh, let's not do another Frankenstein kit. Let's do something different. You know, please, you know, anything original. Um, uh, I was doing original stuff way back when, and everybody looks like, what the hell are you doing? Why don't you do a <laughs> mummy or something? It's like, and now it's like, Oh, I, I guess they're just way ahead of the time, but it, it, it was just, you know, testing the, the waters. And, uh, but I've seen some, some just, uh, beautiful stuff. I can't, nothing really comes to mind because I like it all. Gotcha. I guess that's the thing. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like Kurt, Scott, as, is you know, I got too many kits, you know, I got, it's all out in the garage in the back room and, 
even the cats go in the other room and they don't come out for an hour. It's like, you got lost in shit. Like, yeah. And they're in there going, why isn't he building this? No, yes. My cats would yeah. do, but yeah. And, uh, and, and my girlfriend will say the same thing. She says, you know, you really, uh, if you want a new kit to come in, you should get rid of something. It's like, yeah, okay. That's a good idea. Um, that and then you get a new, then you get a new girlfriend, right? Every time I was going to say, hope you showed her where the door was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she knows it ain't going to happen. You know? But I find myself now I'm on this kick of, of, uh, wanting kits that are not the norm things that are out of, you know, not necessarily mainstream stuff. Uh, like this thing here, <laughs> it's just here. You know, deadly spawn. Yeah, I love this. You know, it, yep. like, oh my gosh! Yep. So you know, that's a character that hasn't been done. When uh, I want to say it was Todd, uh, is it Car- Carolyn? He did the tusk. Um, he did a sculpt of the tusk character. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. I love that, and I said I have to have that. <laughs> and I even I sent him a plate. I said, here, here's a tusk plate. I said, just just for the hell of it. I said, you got to have that to go with that because he needed. Uh, it was just, uh, it, it was just that type of stuff, you know. And and I don't know. I I, like I said I, again, I'm a fan of of all of that stuff. I blame my mother for that. I grew up watching late night. Uh, it used to be Seymour, and then it went to Elvira. But Saturday nights, summertime, stay up till two o'clock in the morning watching stuff, and then Sunday afternoon watching Chiller Theater. Um, to this day, I still can't figure out Carnival of Souls because I could never sit through it, and I probably should give it another shot. But uh, <laughs> you don't have kid, to watch. I didn't it. have enough. I, I, you know, Crawling Eye. That was that. That was a movie. Uh, so. <laughs> Would you, oh, I, we usually do this the other way? So I, I'm gonna, but. But we got going pretty quick because we were discombobulated with our beginning. <laughs> um, how did you start in the hobby? I mean, do you go back to the Aurora? Would you say it's the Aurora stuff? Are you an yes. Aurora kid? And, and I remember the Aurora monsters were were the big influence for me because I used to actually tear the the box art off of the boxes and save those rolled up and just put them up and. Uh, I built those. I built Tom Daniels cars that had all the weird, you know, the skeletons and, and all of that. Um, anything that was different, you know, all the rat things. I love the rat things, uh, the weirdos, things that just uh, the MPC, uh, you know, the, the Haunted Mansion and the, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, that was so cool to me. I just loved all that. And, uh, and like I said, and then, of course, you get into high school, you take a break, you, you, uh, you know, focus on girls and, and drinking. and neither one pay off and so you go back to the model kits um so. no jason drinking doesn't pay off oh <laughs> oh it's it's fine now i you know i can come home and relax but uh we haven't done that i, yet, I think so. you just answered my, my, my you, you uh, south yeah. life's riddle for me right there girls you, and drink, you, you never play. drink enough to crawl in bed with a dude well, have you? i used to tell i knew i knew it tell <laughs> I knew this day was coming, Johansson. I knew you were going to bring this up one day. So what? is today the day we tell the story, or do we wait? What's what's the, it? The Wonderfest story just where you yeah. crawled in bed with Mike Wallace uh-huh. in the middle of the night? Yeah. After is this you, the day? After you is got up the and day? puked? Is this the day? Well, I guess it is the day. <laughs> All right. Mark, I never saw anybody drink, like, a what was that, a fifth of whiskey? Yeah. Now, boy, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, Steve Riojas and I were sitting there just watching him in amazement. Okay, forty-five minutes, this thing was gone. 
Okay. So we know we have I, to. Okay, I knew this story was coming one day. Right, so so I, from episode one, I knew this story was coming. So okay. let me preface it before you go into your. Oh, craziness. here we go. This was the Wonderfest that Dan Colonna got. We like Dan Colonna was my roommate at Wonderfest for years. That was the year he got brain cancer. So and he's still alive. Um, and so I was pretty upset. Like that was my that's my Wonderfest buddy. So when I got there, I went and got some liquor, started hanging out with those guys, and I have a bit of social anxiety. So once I have a drink in my hand, the drink doesn't stop. Go ahead, Scott. So, <laughs> so Real House and I are, are staring at him, looking at each other like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I never saw anybody drink a bottle of whiskey this fast. And I drink it and straight. I don't, I'm not like. So we had one of the sweets at Wonderfest, and a Kurt was there that year. Yeah. So Kurt and I were in the one room, and... Steve and Mike Wallace were in the other room. And then Jason and Moses, I think, were yep. I on was the, on the he was on a pullout and I was we were both on pullout beds or something. Yeah, there there were two pullout beds in the in the um, center. Yep. In the in the center section, you know, because it was a suite. <laughs> so I guess so the the next morning, um I saw Mike Wallace down in the dealer's room and I go, Hey, uh, you sleep all right last night? We weren't too loud, were we? Because he, you know, he, he and he's like no, no, you guys were good. He goes, someone crawled in bed with me last night. I don't know who it was, but I, you know, <laughs> so, so I start thinking and I'm like, who the fuck crawled in bed with him? So I go to Steve and I'm like, Steve, I had tears. Who, who crawled in bed with this dude? And he's like, he goes, I, don't, I didn't hear anything. And I'm like, so I went to the other guy, I think it was Moses, and I said, did you crawl in bed with Mike Wallace last night? And he goes, no. I go, okay, so now I know. Okay. So I, I go and I ask Jason, I go, hey, did you crawl in bed with Mike Wallace last night? He goes, I thought I remembered something, you know. So I guess he got up and went into the bathroom and threw up. Okay. <laughs> and then proceeded to walk into the bedroom and deep pants and I had uh, underwear on. <laughs> crawl in bed. Okay, whatever. And crawl in bed with Mike Wallace. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, somebody crawls in bed with me. I'm Mike's like, a sport, with, dude. What the He's fuck? A... <laughs> okay. What the fuck are you doing? All right. But Mike just like, yeah, whatever. You know? <laughs> so my side of that story is I being at Wonderfest for the last how many 20 years at that point every week so i always slept in the far bed towards the the back door <laughs> wherever so when we're sleeping in this middle center room i was so destroyed i went and threw up and thought i was going back to my bed instead of the couch and so i went back to the bed and just crawled on the side of the bed and went to sleep and so i didn't know anything happened until I saw Rick Cantu downstairs and he goes, Hey, you have a, did you get a good night's sleep? And I went, yeah, like <laughs> or something. I think that's what I remember. And then someone else came up to me and said that. And then someone else came up to me and said that. Yeah, I don't know how it got around and that then, dealer. Oh, room, like it got COVID. around really quick, Scott. Okay. And oh then gosh. you came up to me and said, Hey, okay. Anyway, we're on, we're talking to Mark Kalen about, <laughs> yeah, but see, you guys got to remember it, it's i learned a long time ago what happens at wonderfest stays at oh no no no, no okay. not with us <laughs> no mark because the reason this comes out 
because the very next year, okay, <laughs> Jason had been over at my house about a week prior to going to Wonderfest, and we had a skunk problem by my house, and they skunked <laughs> my dogs like three or four times, right? So I I had bought this gamo pellet gun, had a laser sight on it. I mean, it was it was a nice pellet gun. I still have it. Varmint hunter. And um, so he was over, and I see this skunk across the street. I go, oh, and I grabbed the gun, and he goes, let's get it. Let's shoot it. <clears throat> oh, no. So I went over. No, no, and no I, you just I, put that on me. You put that on me. You wanted to kill that skunk. Just well, I was going to shoot it anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> but he, he wasn't objection. You know, he wanted to see me shoot this skunk because he's, he's a sadistic bastard. Okay. So we... I, I steady the gun on the mailbox in front of my house and I dropped this thing on my first shot mark. I mean, bam, this thing rolled over. Okay. So now he's like, now what? And I go, well, I can't <laughs> let it lay there. It's going to stink all night. Right. So we're walking up on it and I shoot it two more times. Cause it's like, you better make sure it's dead at this yeah. point because all right. So we get up to it. I get a shovel and a plastic bag and you know, the old saying, uh, real friends help you hide the body. So, you know, he's holding the bag and I shovel oh, the skunk in and there was a park behind my house. So we my walked shoes to stink the park for a week and I, and I dumped the skunk in the, in the can. Well, in doing this, um, and like he said, our shoes still stunk. I mean, it was just, you know, they're, they're nasty little varmints. Wow. Okay. But I have a friend of mine, uh, who's at Wonderfest every year. Uh, and that's, uh, Danya, who was married to the late Mark Park, right? And right. I know she is a vet, and she is an animal activist like crazy. So I say to Jason, I said, "Whatever you do, whatever you do, do not ever tell Danya about what happened here tonight." Okay, this fuck. Okay, <laughs> within twenty seconds of sitting with her, starts calling me a skunk killer, and then she's looking at me, and goes, "You killed a skunk." You asshole. He's like, oh, yeah. And he goes into this whole story. And I'm looking at him like, you know, the words are coming out of your fucking mouth right now, right? Okay. And I so, totally yeah, so he forgot he told me bus. not to tell her. Well, and it's like the one person in the world I tell him he can't tell. Blah, 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 blah. So I totally like, forgot. There you go. Okay. So if you think this drawing better well, then she'd, hate, she'd hate to know that I was trying to take out a couple of raccoons that I had living underneath my back. Yeah, they're a pain year. in the ass too. Yep. But uh, yeah, well, my pellet gun is supposed to be. Well, I don't know what it is. I think raccoons have a force field because I shot this thing point blank and it just ran off. Like, <laughs> oh no! I'm I'll out. Tell you, it just walks away. The, the, the skunks have a real thick hide too, and uh, I've shot a few of them that just kind of turn around. They look at me. They turn around and look at me like, "Yeah, fuck <laughs> you!" And then they just waddle off, and it's like, so. Um, but yeah, so that night I killed a skunk and. Uh, yeah, if you're going to commit murder, don't take Jason with you because okay, yeah, okay, he's going to be That's the guy. Right. That... If there's ever a murder committed, I was nowhere near it. Nothing. So, so uh, yeah, don't take me with you. Yeah, by the time the night ended, he was like, "Yeah, I was trying to talk him out of it." Yeah, right. Such <laughs> 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 an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. <laughs> Jason so, Scott minute. We're okay, so work. anyway, so you went to Aurora, and then you went to high school. So about when did you get back into it when you discovered garage kits as well? Like, so when I got into it, of course, and I've told the story a zillion times, I kind of wanted to get back and find some of the old Aurora kits and build them again. And then from there I found 
garage kits as well. I mean, is, is yeah, that- and that's and that's pretty much what happened. Was I was again being in Southern California, we had a ton of hobby stores, mm-hmm. and you start looking around. You say, "Oh, geez, there's you know they had a, some of them had like comic scenes still sitting on the shelf." Like, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to grab some of those, you know, and, and you don't think to grab a couple of them, you know, you just grab one. Oh, I need this one. I need this one. Mm-hmm. And, and again, being down there in, in Southern California was the first time I got the John F. Green newsletter. I had, I still have it. It's, it's letter number 11. Oh, and see, so, I still got you beat. <laughs> oh, so far, you? I haven't found anyone that my first one was number six. Really? Oh, but yep. see, I live not that far from him. So that's I what I was gonna ask him. you if you ever if you ever met the man himself and oh yeah, I just up and said, I'm not gonna call him, I'm gonna drop in on him. <laughs> I went over there and dropped in on his son. I was like, I got your newsletter, I I want to get something. <laughs> and he says, Come on in. And I went into his room and he had boxes and boxes of Aurora all around this room, and it's like, oh, oh my gosh. And then later on, I found out that he moved out and he bought his own house. And I know it was funded by all those Auroras that he was selling, all those rare kits. Mm-hmm. Wow. And because uh, I think it was, oh, I, I can't even think. It was list 55 or something. I don't know. Hey, I was still getting his lists when I moved up here. Yeah. And what, uh, what a pain in the ass it was. Like you had to write him for the price. Remember, yeah. you have to write him for the price. And then. I think it was a dollar if you wanted him to send you a photocopy of the box. So I'd have to write him. Is this kit still available? Yeah. And then you'd send him, you could send him a deposit. He had a layaway. So you could send a deposit. He, then he'd write you back. Okay. Kits on hold. Okay. Yeah. And then, and it was all money order. You know, it wasn't PayPal or anything like that. But um, yeah, John Green was the guy, man, for the Aurora stuff. They used to have a, once a year, they'd have this show at, um, Knott's Berry Farm, the hotel that was right next to Knott's Berry Farm. And they, he would always go to that. And it was mm-hmm. so funny because everybody had military, you know, cars and planes and boats and everything. And then there's John with his one table and stuff. It's like, oh, that's where everybody hung out. It's like, oh, I like all the cool stuff he's got. And he, <laughs> well, and, and people used to, junk too. <laughs> people used to complain, oh, well, he's priced too high. And, you know, yeah, I paid a lot of money for some of the Aurora kits, but. I got a mint original Hulk sealed and I opened it like a dummy, but it was sealed. And I remember I paid $29 for it. Okay. So back then the deals were there. Um, He had at one point, he had a case of the uh, captain kids and the Robins in long box, both of those $10 a piece. And to this day, I, I kick myself for getting rid of the Captain Kid because I, I need that now that the Blackbeard's out. I can't see him. I can't find him for under 150 bucks. Wow. And when I do, they've already been bought by somebody else. So I was like, ah, oh, dang, damn it. And of course, I, I, doubt, I don't know if they're going to reissue that one or not. I really want mm-hmm. them to. So. So where'd you discover garage kits? Was it the Brugman magazine? Or yes. It, yeah. Oh, yes. Bill Brugman, Gordy Dutt. Those two there, uh, you know, and uh, in fact, uh, Gordy, Gordy was a character. I love Gordy. He, he, he's still out there. I don't, I haven't talked to Gordy in forever, but um, the one that used to instigate a lot of stuff was Sean McLaughlin. He was, 
from Death Incorporated. Sean was a character also. He used to bust my hump all the time. And there is an issue of kit builders. I don't remember what issue it is, but he had a parody in the back. Yeah, I remember that one. The guy sitting on the toilet. Yeah. It was multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> Me. <laughs> it was. And he talked my ex-wife out of it. She took, came in and says, I can't believe you're sitting there cutting it. Uh, it was the Billiken cape. I was cutting it out. I had nothing better to do. So I was cutting that out while sitting there. She came and took a picture of it. And then he got a hold of her and said, oh, give me that photo. He turns around and gives it to Gordy. And of course, uh, next thing I know, I'm, I'm plastered <laughs> all over the magazine. You know, Jason, I'll uh, find mine and we'll... Uh... We'll, uh, yeah, I we'll might have it upstairs. Up I signed a couple of them. I signed a couple of those in Chiller. I don't know who told them about it. It was like, oh, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll find it. And uh, yeah, you can put the picture up here because. Uh, <laughs> Great. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Mark, well, that's <laughs> your fault. You, you brought it up. Yeah, I know. Hey, we all well, got stories this episode. How about yeah, that? that's right. Yeah, I, I kill skunks, but I don't crawl in bed with friends. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it, my friend. Not, not that there's I'm not yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with it. Okay, nothing wrong with it. This is because you guys live in the central time zone, I think is why. <laughs> yeah. You come out here to the West Coast, and I'll tell you, there's a whole different... Well, you got Bigfoot out here, so, you know... That's right. You got, that's right. You got different things. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> I think we have walking officially... Walking on the flat Earth, too. He's probably walking on the flat Earth. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've officially gone off the rails. <laughs> yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? Future of the hobby, where do you think? We talked about that last episode. You know, it's, Strong, it's interesting. Weak. What do you think? I think, um, honestly, it's, it's odd because I, I don't see, unless your kids are really into the stuff, I don't see our kids doing it. I see more of our grandkids getting into it because my granddaughter is fascinated by this stuff. My daughter, she grew up with me doing all this stuff. So it's like, oh, geez, dad, you know, maybe you could teach me to do some of that molding and casting so I can make some jewelry. I'm not going to make jewelry out of this stuff, you know, like, <laughs> come on. But my granddaughter, it's like, oh, grandpa, what is that? Oh, that's, a, oh, that's a zombie. Uh-huh. I know. You have to shoot them in the head, right? And it's like, yeah, you know. So I see there's kids in there we just got to kind of uh, and I, I think again with the pandemic um i think it was uh you got a chance to to connect with the families again i think that's the only thing positive that came out of that okay. because connecting with the kids sharing with them your interests and that type of thing and and you know it may not stick with them but it'll stick you know enough of it will that maybe the even the, the younger kids um, especially since they got nothing to do, then they got no interaction. That's why I say my granddaughter, she's six and, uh, she's, you know, she just loves the stuff. Yeah. Grandpa, can we do this? Can we do that? It's like, yeah, I know some great. kids and like I, that too. And I think you're right. I think it, it will skip a little bit of a generation. I really yeah. do. Uh, especially knows, again, uh, if, if you continue with these reissues that they got of, uh, like Snoopy's, you know, yeah, I was just going to say that that's a great thing to introduce kids to because. That's something that 
I remember it's, that it's joked. I'm going to, I'm going to put it together while we're on the show. Cause everyone busts my balls about not building a model. So while we're doing a show, I'm going <laughs> to stare and do the one. Um, but it's like, it is something that, you know, because you're going to get the stickers and you're going to get, you know, you can literally put one of those together and then, half an hour probably yeah throw the yeah. battery in it spin the propeller and hey check it out you know and um yeah you know it's quick it's instant gratification and um they did the hockey one first and i don't know if the hockey one is going to be as popular but i think the two planes are going to be good and they announced they're going to do the joe cool on the surfboard and i think that's going to be cool um, yeah yeah i agree with you on that you know, it's it, so I think those are really fun. Like I showed you earlier, I think these. Uh, yeah, the wacky racers. You know, yeah. again, these are a quick thing. The problem is the kids have never seen the cartoon. So um, <laughs> no. Yeah. Now, now see if they could start doing like uh, gumball and SpongeBob and that type of thing. They, mm-hmm. yeah, they might be hitting on some of that again. That's a great idea. SpongeBob but, kits would be. Oh, would be huge. Cat dog. Much- I would buy a cat dog kit. I would like cat dog. I'd love to get a, a Ren and Stimpy or Ren Angry Beavers great. for me. But you cow know. and chicken, cow and chicken, yeah. I would do too. Yeah. My know, favorite I, Ren and I, Stimpy. <laughs> I want the horse, the nipple salesman. <laughs> and he goes, and well, he, you can make a log kit really yeah. easy because yeah, the log would log. be great. <laughs> but um, even I, like I said, I'm sitting here watching the cartoons that I watch in the evening because I that's my decompression for the day because I don't watch the news. Heaven forbid. Uh, so I'm watching Cartoon Network, and I seriously thought about uh, uh, Aqua Team. I thought, how great would it the be best. to Aqua Team? I love Aqua Team. I love. I want, squid, gonna... I want Squid Billies, man. Like I have my. <laughs> so there's another one. I got my early Kyle hat right there. Nice. Yeah, I'll put it down. But those anyway. type of things, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, you know, the only Bob's Burger thing that I could find was uh, the uh, Koopy, uh, the Koopy Kopi thing, but that's actually already made. Yeah. And uh, there's some really good cartoons out there right now. If you look for them, there's some, there's some great stuff. There's some great stuff. Thad recommended Primal to me. Have you seen that? Oh, yes. I started, I'm like kind of first three episodes in finally. That's great. That's it's really actually good. it draws you in. Yeah, and that's it's cool. Really, considering there's no ver- no no vocals yeah. <laughs> or, or awesome. you know, words, all visual. Yeah, and, like like that's really cool. Well, what else do we need to talk about? We we, we went um, a lot longer than I thought. We yeah, did. well, yeah. That, and, and that's see, fine. I, I like this so far. Well, see, this is this is again was the the funny thing was uh, I told my my granddaughter I says well you know Grandpa will probably be on YouTube for you know. What are you going to do, Grandpa? Oh, I've been talking about the nameplates and the model kits. Oh, well, then I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I said, what if I did some cartwheels? Eh, maybe. But I don't know. So, we got to get you on TikTok, then she'll watch. Well, I'll tell you, if you want to go back there and do a cartwheel, we'll leave the camera No, on. no, 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 no. No, I want to be able to go to work tomorrow. So, I, you know, that's... Uh, I, I learned a long time ago, the word exercise is like kryptonite. I mean, it just doesn't... No. Yeah. Especially after, you know, like I said, it's bad enough that I got the, the extra poundage around here and stuff. Yeah. I don't need the. Yeah, we all got I don't want to see me try to run. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen yeah. anymore. I'm pretty into fitness. Fitness, whole pizza in my mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's. 
He's a comedian today. What's going on? I am. I'm, I'm on a roll. I do have a question for you. Do you have, I don't want to say a worry, because obviously this isn't your full-time gig. Do you worry that 3D printing might hurt what you do as no. far as the nameplates? I mean. No. In fact, I've had this discussion with Matthew, Matthew Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And uh, I simply told him, I says, you know, because I do all of his uh, his nameplates, the ones with the little film sprockets on the side there and stuff. In fact, he's mad at me because I took, I'm taking way too long and doing the set that he's, he wants. He's got like 12 plates, but, and sorry, Matt, I'm still working on them. Um, but the 3d printing, uh, there's a few guys that'll utilize it, but it depends on how clean you want it. I can definitely tell you it's going to be more expensive. I think. Um, you know, I've seen some of the files, uh, that go into just doing some of that 3d printing and it's, it looks, yeah. Oh yeah. I can buy the file. I can print this out here, but it's like, Oh, look, I got 12 and 14 hours worth of cleanup just to see what the heck it is. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's not like getting a sculpt and, and molding it up and, and making some molds. Uh, there's extra steps in there and, and nameplate wise, and some guys will go that route. Some guys just take a, a copy of the thing and they cut it in there. In fact, there's only one guy I know in this hobby, and I put it out there. Mark Van Tyne doesn't use any of the plates that I've made, and I don't think he's ever used plates. I think he does all those name plates and all those busts and everything he does by hand. I may be wrong, but if, I think he's one of the few talented guys that can do that. Wow. But most of the sculptors I've run into say doing lettering is a bitch. And it's like, well, painting then, lettering's a bitch like yeah it, it's you know it not only do you have to keep it all one level but you also you know and that's that's the one drawback to the plates that i do is i can't do anything that has kind of a 3d effect to it like the conan logo or phantasm mm -hmm. or robocop or that one there that you've got there i, I was gonna say i'm gonna pull this one, one up this was yeah. this was tough for you i remember you said yeah i gotta work with this yeah and, and even uh, then, I'm, I wasn't completely happy with the way it, you know, because a lot of that's going to have to be picked up in the paint. Right. Right. But, but uh, I, I think if you do it, it's going to look really cool. Yeah. yeah. But it, it still, it was, it, uh, in fact, I have one that I did for Rob over at Needful Things uh, for his running man. Uh, circular. It's actually off the poster art, but it's supposed to be Arnold's face in there. And the halftone didn't work. And I said, you know what? I'm going to have to rework this. And it's a lot of work because I have to, to go back and actually do that. Those, those halftone dots, different sizes to get that imagery in there. And it's taken me a long time. It's taken me well over nine months. It's only I Rob. Don't worry, don't worry about it. It's only Rob. Yeah, I know. I know. Rob's busy doing other things anyways. <laughs> I'll tell you what, him. if we ever get him on, you're going to hear the best Wonderfest story ever. <laughs> all I'm gonna say. I can imagine. If you I thought can... Mike Wonderfest story was just good, if we can get him on to tell his, it's the best story. Yeah. Everybody's yep. got great Wonderfest stories. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> My only Wonderfest story, the first time I did it was I did not know what was involved in it. And I had a buddy with mine, and we flew from here down to uh Texas, Dallas um uh not Dallas, uh, Fort Worth. The, the 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 oh that nightmare of a airport down there and 
somehow the seating got messed up and only one of us could get on the plane. So it was me because everything was in my name. And a friend of mine that lived down there said, well, I'll just take him and bring him back in the morning. He catch and, and join us. So I got there on Friday night, had to set up and everything. Saturday goes by. I don't see my buddy. Halfway through Sunday, we're getting ready to go, and he shows up. I said, well, it's time to go, bud. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. And he says, this has been the worst trip I've ever been on. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, I, I learned at that point that you just, if you were flying in or something, you just made sure you got there a day early. So I always came in on a Thursday. I just figured pay for the extra day and stuff. Because that happened one year where I actually flew from here to Chicago, which was a much better airport. But it rained so bad that they canceled our flight. They put us up in a hotel. The next morning, we got on a smaller plane. It went from Chicago to Ohio, and then from Ohio to someplace else, and then a little podunk plane down to Louisville. And the only thing that I remember from that, all of that, was that as the planes got smaller, the stewardesses got uglier. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, this is the weirdest thing, because the, the last one was just like, ooh. Gosh, no, I don't need a drink. I just need to get to where we're going. Thank you. So, and this flight oh was in 1957. <laughs> send well, the letters to Jason I would have Walker. Send the letters to Mark Halen. Yeah, send the letters to Jason Walker. Um, which that reminds me, Mark, contact info. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want a nameplate made, work with you on anything? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, the best thing, uh, either email me, which is mmischief at msn.com. It's the word mischief with a second M in front and of I'll it. And I'll put it up in here for everybody. Or uh, contact me through Facebook. I tell people to send me an email, and emails don't seem to go. Nobody does emails anymore. They, they'd rather instant message me on Facebook. And okay. so, and that's on my phone. So it's like, uh, you know, if you, you don't know me, friend me. Or if you got a message, I'd check those. Uh, I'm more than happy to to work with anybody. Um, and like I said, I've worked with a ton of people. Like I said, I've been doing it for 30 years. And and like I said, it's just, it's a blast. And uh, you know, when we get um, done, when we film our next uh, little uh, ending here, we're going to talk <laughs> about the argument. Do you put nameplates on a kit or not? Because yeah. uh, there are, you know, it's a good, there's a lot of people that don't like nameplates. A lot of people that do. This is true. And this is true. And I, I will agree with you. There's a, there, there has been that argument over the years and it's, yeah. uh, I think it's to each his own. My so. good friend, Thad Rhodes says, I fucking hate nameplates. <laughs> says, I bought the fucking kit. I know what it is. I know who it is. I don't need a nameplate to tell me. Okay. And there are a lot of people out there with, you know, that attitude. Are, sure. You know, it's so um, I'll, well, that's why uh, I encourage these guys, if they're going to do a nameplate or something, make it an extra piece. So they have the option. Right. You know, that's that's the, the main thing. That's why I say mount it on a little piece and make it just what does it take? A half an ounce of rubber? You know, just that's that's all you got to do. And, then, you know, whatever. Put it in there and, and go for it. But uh, yeah, no, I've, I've had the same thing. I've had a lot of guys say, well, I don't need a nameplate. And some of them's like, I didn't get a nameplate in the kit. You're going to have to do one for me. It's like, okay, whatever you want. You know, <laughs> so that's uh, uh, to each his own. Excellent. I'd be anxious to see what everybody says. So yeah, they'll be in the comments. We'll hopefully we'll get some comments on nameplates. Okay. To, cool. to nameplate or not to nameplate, <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, 
you but know, seriously, Mark, yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming yeah. on again. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. It was a, it was a great way to spend my my evening. Yeah, and hey, yeah, mine too. With <laughs> with yeah. <laughs> wow, you make that sound so so wonderful. Yeah, you know? yeah, with the Bigfoot guys. That's me with the Bigfoot guys. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, you know what I'm missing right now? Oak Island just got over. I should be watching that. You no. Watch Oak Island? Anybody? No, just me. No. Oh. No. No, Mark. I think I've I've just missed all the reruns of Mork and Mindy or Mork and Mindy, Rick and Morty, and uh, Mork and Mindy. Freudian slip. I, no, I got a Mork and Mindy picture on the wall over there. I'm gonna bring that in and take a picture. <laughs> Speaking of Mork and Mindy, <laughs> wow, this is on the That's... wall. Over well with all your dead things in jars i'm sure <laughs> okay anyway he calls me up last week mark he says yeah i'm cleaning up glass i knocked what'd you knock off the shelf a baby shark a baby shark in a jar and i'm like what did that fucking smell like when you it's broke just alcohol jar? It smells good. And it's, just, and it's just an alcohol so it's yeah. <laughs> yeah he's probably drinking baby shark juice that'll be his next vomit and <laughs> with somebody's story that's okay. an idea <laughs> All right, Mark, we're going to end it here. Thank you okay. so much for joining us. Hang thanks. on. We'll talk to you in a little bit. But okay. uh, seriously, thanks for joining us. And we're going to have you back. I promise you. Because <laughs> cool. this was fun. And we'll go through it. Well, that was our interview with Mark Kalen. Uh, sure was. You learned sure a little was. bit about me. You learned a little bit about Scott. And you learned, learned a little a bit about, about Jason, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. Didn't stop with the skirts, did it? Uh, no, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we think Mark, that was fun. That was a good time. I, I cried on this episode. That's all. Oh, man. All right. So, nameplates. The controversy here is to nameplate or not to nameplate. Scott mentioned Thad's opinion. You want to mention it again? Thad's opinion was basically I bought the fucking kit. I don't need the nameplate. I know who it is. That's why I bought the kit. Okay. So, gotcha. so that's a, um, uh, yeah. That, that, I that, never realized that there was like this can't, these camps of no nameplates versus nameplates kind of thing. I thought it was, well, what's your opinion on it? What do you think? I like them because. Well, a couple of reasons, I think. I grew up with the Aurora stuff, and all the Aurora stuff had a nameplate on it, with the exception of the Witch and the Bride of Frankenstein. Um, all the original Aurora superheroes had nameplates. They were taken off when they did the comic scenes, but the originals had nameplates. Um, you know, so all the monsters had names. You know, there was no option then. I mean, it was on the base um, of, of the monster kits. So. Well, uh, so I, um, you know, I, I grew up nameplate was part of figure modeling to me. Yeah. But a lot of guys have done nameplates for like the Aurora hot rods, which didn't come with any. And some of the Aurora kits that didn't come with nameplates like Adam's family and stuff like that. There's, there's been a lot of nameplates made. And then a lot of kits, of course, come with the name plate um, in the base already. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's not a separate piece. It's, it's molded in. So, 
if you don't want the nameplate, you've got some work cut out for you because you got to dremel it out and try to match all the textures and all that. So it's a mixed bag, I guess, for a lot of folks. I, I prefer it. And I guess another reason I prefer it is, you know, when that miracle day happens and I start to build and paint kits <laughs> and people come over to my house and they're displayed, they they don't have to look at me and say, what's that? You know, and, and beyond that. So it's the it's a tool one. to not talk to people. So you're as bad as me. Yeah, sure. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've bought my share over the years. I don't know that I'll use them all, but. Um, you almost have to put them in their own category in kit land. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Well, it's like an do... accessory. It's almost yeah. like an accessory. Yeah. So it, I, they're a pain in the ass to paint. If you do like, if you're trying to do it by brush, sometimes it's not fun. I well, can right, I'm going to show this one like again airbrush. because, um, and like Mark said, and we showed this during the interview, um, a lot of this 3d effect on this particular one will have to be done with the paint. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's not just, you know, and there's and, ways to and, do it, to make it look really good with an airbrush. You can do it with a brush too, but, then you're cleaning, like cleaning up edges on those sometimes is a pain. Um, I, there's an art form to that. And he explained it, like the way he builds those and creates them. That's really cool. And I never knew that's how he did it. I always thought it was, there's people, don't they just like get a rubber stamp made and make a cast of the rubber stamp? That's another way people did it. They would get a positive, like Mark talked about, you know, instead of doing a negative for printing, do the positive and just... <laughs> And that's what people do with the rubber stamps too. That is another method I've um, that people do. And then I, you know, I talked to Mark about three D printing, and I wonder what will happen to nameplates now that three D printing, you know, because that's something that you know I, I don't know much about it, and I know we're going to touch on it with uh, some future episodes because we got a lot of response, yeah, on our three D printing thing. But I look at it and go, that's almost something that. You know, you could take a logo and probably incorporate it into a rendering pretty easily and make a nameplate. But again, I don't know enough about it to say that it's easy. So, um, yeah. But I, I know our friend Neil DeConte had sent us, um, he got a new printer, had sent us a Martian, I think, from Mars Attacks that he had printed up and uh, looks really good. You know, yeah. so again, it, it's going to go to the what's the quality of the printer? and how things come out and um we're talking about getting some guys on here and and talking about the whole 3d printing thing yeah i want to go back to the nameplates for one second um i i think there's the place for me when it's a nameplate is when the artwork i i think they work better i don't even know like when the artwork the title of a movie poster is just as important as the character you know what i mean like if it's a 1950s kind of sci-fi that stuff or a classic monster those things kind of go hand in hand when you think of that style you think of the writing that flashes across the screen if you're doing like you're building a diorama or something you want to look more realistic i i i a nameplate throws it off for me and so i think there's a place for them in some kits and there's other things when you're trying to make something look really cool um and realistic or you're building up a really nice base, a nameplate might take you out of that. Um, I've seen guys in miniature line where they take a piece of brass and get it engraved and they put it on the base somehow. 
And, and you say that in figure, like the Starship guys do a lot of that kind of stuff too. Right. Um, right. But to give it a, like a classier kind of feel. But I think if you're doing a, a large diorama or something to look real, a nameplate a lot of times will take you right out of that. And so, I, I mean, it has its place in both. I don't, I don't see the controversy in terms of. What I've also seen is uh, statue guys, um, superheroes especially. And, um, and I think they have a lot of it are 3D printed. Um, but you'll get, so someone will do an Avengers. And then they'll take all their Bowen statues that are Avengers and put them all together and then have a nameplate there for Avengers. Gotcha. Okay. Or Fantastic Four and then have their Fantastic Four statues. And, you know, I think that works for those as a separate piece. Okay. Yeah. Not necessary. You know, like none of the Bowen stuff had nameplates on it. But, um, you know, it's kind of cool to have those old Marvel logos and DC logos, you know, and um, yeah, you know, it, it's a mixed bag. I, I agree with you, though, on the diorama thing, you know, um, there's times that, that would just look really out of place. Yeah. I'm interested to hear comments and emails um, about nameplates and what, what are your thoughts and why? Okay. Well, that brings me to what I think uh, we just decided a little bit ago. Our next episode is emails. Okay. So, and a Q and a, which was, I think Joe Bello said it. Um, it'll be an ask us anything episode. So we're going to need your help on this. Um, send us your questions and we'll try and answer them. And you can ask anything. Um, we'll kind of decide on our boundaries in there somewhere when we're reading it. But, I mean, try and keep it hobby related, but you don't have to. Um, we have a we had gotten a lot of emails, right, Scott? This time, and yes, yeah, yes. it was Phil's is another long one, and I don't want to shortchange everybody. The interview with Mark went a lot longer than we had planned, um, which is a good thing because I really liked it. Um, so I don't want to shortchange anybody here with our emails. I know a bunch of people commented with the three D printing stuff. We got a lot of other things kind of that were emailed to us. So we're, we don't want to shortchange anybody on that. So a couple of things we're asking for, uh, questions, uh, comments on anything on any of the episode suggestions for the show. Um, if you want to see like less of us, more interviews, more interviews, I, I don't know. That's up to you. Um, and we'll still answer the YouTube comments. Oh yeah. I want to go through some and of that. If you ask a question on YouTube, um, we probably won't answer it there because we'll probably save it for the episode then. Uh, the one person I don't want to shortchange here real quick, and I'm going to put this up, uh, C CG blade sent me a kit that he has coming out. I'm going to put the contact info for him in this episode, but we are going to share a lot of that in the next episode, but I will put the picture here of a kit he has coming out. Um, and the info for him will be down in the comment section. Uh, but again, yeah, the mm. next episode, we're going to do our normal stuff and then do emails and I want to touch on CG blade real quick. Um, you sent me that email and a lot of photos you sent us. Um, yeah, some cool stuff. But I, I guess, I guess the kits are based on book covers. Um, I think the characters in the books or, and or characters in the books. Yeah. And, um, first of all, the, the, I think it was a girl that did the artwork. Um, you know, did a really nice job. And I'm not sure who rendered the sculpt, but um, 
yeah, it's, it's really nice, and I hope he does well with it. And uh, you know, let's see what happens. But um, you know, yeah, some good stuff. Again, probably not my particular cup of tea, but still really. I cool. like it a lot. You know, so <laughs> it's more my cup of tea. Corrections, well, folks. You know, um, my step children um, are all subscribers, and uh, but only two of them actually watch the show my stepdaughter and her boyfriend um uh elliot and and tara and um i got a little shit last time because they uh asked me um you had asked me what i got for christmas and i talked about i got for a ladder that i'm gonna buy which i bought actually so it should be coming soon i'll have to go pick that up and she called me up and she says, I, I'm a little insulted. And I said, why? She goes, well, I didn't donate towards the letter. I got you something. And it had totally slipped my mind and it, because it is model related. Um, so they got me this frame. And oh, look, a flash comic, right? A 12 cent or two, May of whatever. I don't even know. But that's not what it was about because as you can see this is the back of the frame so you spin it around there's an aurora ad on the back of the comic how did you forget that and, and uh i i don't know and, <laughs> oh my um, god dude this frame just so everyone knows this frame is like heavy yeah i mean it is it is really heavy so i may you know the frames are designed to be like this, where they're see-through. Mm -hmm. I have one like that for a couple of things, but I'm not sure that the comic is big enough for that effect. Um, so I may reframe this, and that will go um, on my little empty spot right there, because as you may notice, um, the King Kong print that was there is gone. I don't even know if you're going to be able to pick this up. I'm moving. I'm moving. Da, 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 da. King Kong's up there. And I got all these cool comic book prints that I framed and hung up in my room, too. And these are all comics that um, I either love the covers or the issue itself when I was either a kid or when I was collecting comics. So um, nice. there you go. I have that. And uh, so Tara and Elliot. Um. Hold on, I'm fixing my camera, everyone. Sorry. You always hear those stories how stepdads are such horrible people. Yeah, and they're and, right. Wow, and for man. those wondering about my t-shirt. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and that was from Danny Sirocco at Dimensional Designs. He also did a kit of that. <laughs> and uh, Tara and Elliot. Let me tell you about Elliot, okay? Oh, here we go. Elliot's done... Uh, He's done a few things that uh, somewhere in here, I guess I don't have it handy. I have a list of transgressions um, <laughs> that Elliot has uh, done to me. And uh, wait a minute. Is it just uh, Elliot or do you have like a dossier of transgressions with like, okay, names we'll pause here for a moment while I find this list. Hold. Here we are. We're back. And I found the list of transgressions. Against what is me that, that Elliot is that on parchment paper? What is that? Is that a treasure a, map? Well, because when it started, I need something to write on real quick, so it's a chunk of a box. All right. 
And uh, just just so you guys all know, you know, what kind of kid Elliot is. Um, first time meeting him here, he stole my coffee cup that no one else uses. And he grabbed my coffee cup in the morning. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, he violated my stepdaughter. That's on here. Um, <laughs> Uh, he interrupted, uh, what? <laughs> what? Keep going. Oh, he's sarcastic. Sir, sarcastic. I think he called me. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, um, he, uh, I mentioned kiboshing something and he got sarcastic about kiboshing. <laughs> How do you get, wait, no. Okay. Kibosh is a real word. So I don't know what, what is. But I, well, I don't know what his deal is either, but well, you know, he did it, so he's in trouble. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I can't read my own writing, that's pretty bad, huh? Uh, oh man, I should have slept more yesterday, yeah. <laughs> and and then, uh, anyway, one of the things he did here oh. was when he saw my Humphrey Bogart kit, he uh took that and he said, Is that Nixon? Okay. And, uh, yeah, no. Okay. Oh, he, and he joked about violating my stepdaughter. He freaking <laughs> joked about violating my stepdaughter. Well, okay. It is your stepdaughter. It doesn't matter. He violated. See, he does love you. So I have this list of transgressions and... The thing I want to know is how many other pieces of cardboard are stashed around your house with lists of transgressions from like me. I know my name's in there somewhere. Oh, your name. If it's not, it's going to be okay. (laughs) All right. So, (laughs) uh, yes, I think if we've learned anything today, it's to make sure I get more than a few hours of sleep before we record a podcast. And don't cross me because don't cross Scott. uh, yeah, we went off the rails on this episode. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But again, <laughs> next episode, here's the email at model club TV. No, I always say that. Let me try that again for next episode. Here's the email Here <laughs> model club TV at gmail.com. Um, email questions, comments. We're going to make that whole episode, uh, about those emails and comments. And we have, again, uh, CG Blade, we will go over through all that stuff. He sent some cool pictures of his studio and all that stuff. And again, his information will be down below with the other people. Um, Mm -hmm. Any last words, Scott? We'll have some progress on your um, uh, gloop or whatever that kit is. What's what's that kit that you're working for, AFM? What is that? Sloth. Sloth, gloop, whatever. Yeah, sloth. Um, That apparently there's Two people want to buy it already, or yeah. are there? There, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> so yes, let's do Q and A next time. Send us some Q and A, please. Um, ModelClubTV at gmail Send us those emails. We apologize again. Seriously, we we just went long. So, but if you want to know why I really hate Jason, just ask somebody, and I'll just you know if it wasn't outlined enough in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, we'll see you later. until next time everybody we'll talk to you soon
That sounds stupid. <laughs> we are stupid. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. That is true. <laughs>